during that three-year period of time in which you uh, in, w- in which you you worked in, um, and, and I guess you know you could maybe even back up and, and include that that summer internship experience as well. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But 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 during the time that you um, that that, uh, that that you were working uh, or interning in cardiac and pulmonary rehab, um, what what did you enjoy the most about uh, about that that particular clinical experience? So I think, um, I think, uh, my whole life, um, you know, a challenge has been, has been, um, you know, has been, has been talking, um, and talking to others, uh, um, uh, public speaking. I think, um, you know, I, um, I have a speech, uh, like impediment. Um, it, um, and I think that was, that was that was the toughest thing that I've ever had to do. Is 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 uh, like is heading up there and teaching um, a class, um, not, not not the exercise aspect, but the actual like uh, teaching a topic. Like today's uh, like going to be uh, like why uh, like why you know um, uh, why sleep is helpful. Um, why why we exercise? Why we strength train? Um, you know, uh, getting up in front of people is hard like for anybody um and i'm not you know i don't i don't i don't want any uh, like so any empathy any sympathy um but it was it was especially hard um for me uh more so i just i just wanted people to to take me i uh you know seriously i wanted i wanted to um i wanted to say everything i had to say so i think um out of out of anything out of that clinical um rotation i think I think teaching a topic and standing um, in front of people was was the uh, was the most uh, uh, like beneficial thing that I've done, like to help uh, my career it, it, and also my my uh, uh, you know my my uh, my uh, like confidence uh, like level as well. You know, um, there isn't there isn't a day that uh, like that goes by like that I don't think about that because it's it was it was a huge part of 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 like of how I've I progress as an um, like so as an exercise physiologist. Mm. Hey there, podcast listener. If this is your first time here, welcome to the Eat Half Walk Double Podcast, coming to you from the Ascend Human Performance Coaching Studios here in beautiful Stratford, New Hampshire, U.S. of A. I'm your host, Chris Dunn. If you follow the show, thank you, and also welcome back. So this show chronicles my four decades in endurance sports. As an exercise physiologist, coach, race director, and athlete, told through the stories of the important, influential, and interesting people I've met along the way. While I catch up with friends, colleagues, rivals, clients, and the occasional family member, it's my hope you'll learn a little something about health, fitness, and the secrets to living well along the way. Thomas Dalmolin Jr. joins the podcast this week. A decade ago, as an undergrad at the University of New England, he walked into my office to interview for an internship. I chose one of his classmates instead. Two years later, undeterred by that rejection, he contacted me again looking for an internship. At that point, how could I say no? That decision turned out to be one of the best of my clinical career as that master's level student would become a trusted colleague, great friend, and potential successor of my professional coaching business. This is the story of how it all came to be. 
Here he is, Thomas Dalmolin Jr. Thomas, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Good to see you, buddy. Yes, this is uh, I I I wasn't expecting the uh, the call, so um, like I guess I'm kind of interesting. So um, I I appreciate that. Well, uh, let's clarify. Let's clarify. It's not like you weren't expecting to do a podcast tonight. You True. but you you weren't expecting me to ask you to be on the show. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, as, we're going to get into that a little bit, and okay. um, yep. as uh, you know, as, as I as I said to you when I uh, when I invi- when I invited you on the show. Um, you know, you're, you're, you are an important part of my story. Yeah. And so, uh, so I, I want to help tell your story. Sounds like a plan. All yes. right. So, let, so, let, let, so let's do that, but let's start with this. So, um, f- folks that really know you, I mean, you're, 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 you're very close inner circle of family and friends, yep. uh, knows that you have the nickname tricky. Yeah. Okay. Um, in fact, in, in fact, your 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 email is tricky tom ninety one. Yes, right? I, I won't give I won't that. give the yeah. I won't give the rest of it that so that you don't get a million spam emails. But it's yeah, the, right. Yeah. But the first part of it is 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 tricky tom ninety one. So yes. Now the obvious question would be, you know, how did you get the nickname tricky? But I, I'm not very I'm not really into the obvious. So I'm going to go a little yeah. bit different different direction with that. Okay. Sure. Um, here's where I want to go with that. So on your Facebook um, profile, yep. uh, in the about section, uh, more specifically in the work and education section sure. of your Facebook profile, you list stay-at-home dad yes. as as one of your uh, past occupations. Tom, um, what was the trickiest part of being a stay-at-home dad? So this was this was all during uh, the like beginning of uh, you know COVID actually. So this was this was uh, 2020. It was 2019. We had our uh, our uh, first uh, child, uh, Noah Thomas. Uh, so this was um, in uh, May 2019. We actually I quit um, my job and we uh, moved to to uh to uh, farmington connecticut and so i was at home um with him my my uh, uh you know wife um uh, caitlin was uh doing a uh, you know residency at um yukon health so this it was all it was all going smoothly until um the like the world uh like pretty much ended so um we I think the trickiest part about that was uh, was a um, I was a, a a like brand new dad um, I was I was alone uh, most of the day although um, I did have a uh, blue uh, like our dog uh, but the trickiest part was um, what what do I what do I do if we can't really go anywhere at the time so there were there were there were a lot of there were there were a lot of activities that you know um, I. I kind of had to, um, you know, I, I pretty much changed up how uh, I like philosophy on, on, uh, on, um, on, um, on uh, parenting as a whole, because you know you you know like you learn about it like like so in the like the books you learn about it online like articles. However, nobody nobody really told you what to do if there's there's um, there's 
a um, a a global uh, pandemic. So it was it was a lot of learning on the fly. Um, I'd say I'd say definitely that was that was the trickiest um, that was the trickiest part about um, becoming a dad was was uh, being uh, being in that situation in the first place. So. Well, no, nobody has written a book about parenting in the pandemic yet, yeah. Mom. Yet, but that, that, that right? That hey, true. Yeah, I just yeah. need a publisher. I'm good. But yeah, it, it, yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Well, um, <laughs> well, your experience, uh, I'm, I suspect, during that time uh, is is an experience that share that is shared by a lot of first time parents who find yeah. themselves uh, as. Uh, stay at home, fill in the blank, stay at home, yep. dad, or, or stay at home, mom. Um, but but <laughs> let me, let, let, let me ask you this. Uh, my experience, uh, of course, I, I was on the other side of it when, when my two oldest were born, my wife, yep. Karen stayed home with them and, and, uh, and I, I went to work. Um, what, what I remember quite vividly is when uh, I would get home from work uh, she, she would be, she would, she would very, very quickly hand, hand the twins off to me, uh, and go outside and just go yeah. do something other than what she had been doing all day. Go for a walk, go for a drive sure. to the bookstore, just, just get out of the house. Uh, were, were you the same way when, uh, when, when Kate would get home at the end of the day? It, um, it all depended on the day. I would actually, um, I would, I would, um, I would I would head to the gym. I would head to the trails uh, um, during the day. Actually, um, however, you know um, when uh, when she got home, I would I would you know I would you know I would have everything uh, like all ready to go. You know, like the the, the like pajamas, uh, the uh, like the bottle like was all all you know warmed up. Um, and mainly, uh, mainly I I just wanted uh, like alone time, e even though you know is it was uh, like throughout the day I would, I would be like alone, like anyways, however, that, that um, like alone time, um, not for everybody, but uh, like to me um, it's, it's, it's very crucial to, um, to like to how I uh, like to how I cope with uh, like stress and, and, uh, and uh, like things like that. Um, and I think I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to be like alone for like a few hours, whether it be, um, you know, uh, uh, just to like heading out on a walk uh, with Blue. Um, I like to play video games as well. So th that was um, that was that was also where where I was at at the end of the day is that I just I just wanted to be alone, and yeah. and it was hard also. Um, you know, because I also like I wanted um, I wanted to see um, you know uh, uh, you know um, Caitlin as well. Like, however, it's it's you know like you have to like you have to have that alone time too um so absolutely i was i was all ready to go i had i prepared everything uh um you know because you know i, I didn't want, want to just like hand it over like and be like all right like i'm done um um you know because it's you know um it's it's a long day at uh, you know work as well and 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 like there's other stressors that like uh, that i was dealing with like but also her as well yes for sure um 
And, 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 you know, as much as it's about alone time, it's also about time without significant responsibility because it, there's a tremendous amount of responsibility yes. when you're yeah. parenting a newborn um, yeah. or, or a little one. Right. So, you know, yes. again, as, as, as much as, it, as much as it was just about being alone, it was also about uh, not, not having that, the, the heavy burden uh, of, uh, of, of taking care of, of a little one by yourself for the it's entire true. day and to be able to hand that off. Um, well, Tom, for the, for the listener who doesn't know, uh, Tom yep. Del Molin, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. So, uh, 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 Thomas, uh, Del Molin, uh, junior, uh, by the way. Um, so my, um, yeah, so I am, uh, married to my, um, wonderful, uh, wife, uh, you know, Caitlin, um, she is, as they call, um, a, uh, teeth doctor, um, She's a dentist. Um, we um, and I have uh, two sons, uh, Noah um, and Oliver, uh, two, and I am four years old. Um, I have a a uh, Portuguese water dog named uh, Blue, and um, I um, we uh, we live in the Boston area. Um, I'm a clinical exercise uh, you know, physiologist, a clinical, um, meaning I you know um, I work in a hospital. I've I've been trained to to prescribe exercise and do exercise tests on, uh, people who have chronic, uh, like diseases. So, um, anywhere from heart disease to lung disease, uh, cancer, um, uh, diabetes. Um, I was, I was trained to, uh, to do that. Um, other than that, I, um, I, I like to run. Um, I, I love spending time, um, with, um, um, with, um, the, uh, the boys, um, they're, they're just, um, like they're everything, uh, to me. Um, and, um, I'm, I'm, I'm truly, um, invested in, um, in my, uh, you know, family. I, um, I'm, I'm, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, other than that, I grew up in, in, uh, in, uh, you know, Western Mass in, in, uh, you know, Ludlow, um, I like so well, like right next to Springfield. Um, went to uh, you know UNE um, in Maine uh, for uh, my uh, uh, bachelor's degree. I'm an exercise uh, you know science, and um, and I got my graduate degree at um, Springfield College. So um, I've been I've been working since 2016 um, in the field, and I've 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 had. Uh, uh, three jobs at this point, and um, and it's been um, it's been a ride for sure. So I'm I'm um, I'm just happy to be uh, you know where uh, you know I'm at, and um, have a have a long way to go, um, and I can't wait for the ride. So, mm. um, well, we have a lot of we have a lot in common, obviously. Um, sure. Uh, both uh, both personally and professionally, you know, as yeah. Uh, as, uh, as dads and, uh, and, and, and dog dads, uh, uh, of course, of course, our, our line of profession, uh, both as, uh, master's level exercise physiologist, um, and of course, uh, with a passion for endurance sports, we're going to get into all those different things, Um, but I want to go back to, um, to your time at UNE. Um, you were, uh, class of 2014. I was yes, the University of New England, right? And that's when um, that's when you and I came to know each other. 
right? Um, yes. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be curious to, uh, to, to, to get your side of the story because I, I, <laughs> I, I know how I tell this story, but um, you know, with over time, you know, I, I never let the facts get in the way of a good story. So, Absolutely. so yeah. So oftentimes the it becomes more about the story and less about the actual facts, which I'm reminded by uh, by my wife all the time that uh, I tell a great story, but it's not necessarily always factually accurate. So I'm going to get I'll get your take on it because your your memory of, of, of these things is probably better than mine. But yeah. um, but 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 my recollection is that um, it well, if you were if you were class of 2014, yeah, you probably were looking to do an internship. I'm going to guess it was your junior year at the at, at UNE. You were looking for a yeah. uh, um, an internship in the field 2013. Yeah, I think it was uh spring uh spring semester a junior year okay i had i had um yeah i think i think it was my junior year okay all right so junior yeah. so but but just to try to get the time frame correct 2013 yeah. probably 2013 yes 2013 yep. so yep. so so um in 2013 i'm working as the as the as the clinical exercise physiologist at what at that time was known as Southern Maine Medical Center, what would later yes. be become uh, Southern Maine Healthcare, but at yep. the time it was Southern Maine Medical Center. This um, um, small to mid-sized hospital in yep. Southern Maine, Bitterford, yep. Maine specifically, um, um, but but large enough that it did have an outpatient uh, cardiac and pulmonary rehab program. That's what I was. That's yep. what I was hired uh, to do. In fact, I had been at that position since uh, 1999 at that point. So uh, oh. you know, 15, 16, 17 years by that point. Yeah. During the middle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've been there for a while. Um, <laughs> um, and for the majority of that time, um, yep. in fact, I, my recollect, recollection is for the entirety of that time, because I was actually hosting student interns even before uh, before I, uh, I was hired at Southern Maine Medical Center, but, yep. Yep. um, but I hosted student interns from, um, uh, from local, uh, colleges and universities with, uh, undergraduate programs yeah. in, uh, exercise science or sports science or health and sports science or exercise physiology, uh, any, any, any number of a myriad, uh, of different ways that these professions were described. Sorry, I got to close the door because so, my dogs are barking. <laughs> Classic doggos. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so, um, and by that point, um, you know, I was hosting students from the University of New England, uh, yep. uh, University of Southern Maine, uh, St. Joseph's College. I was going to say, yeah, um, Occasionally from the University of New Hampshire. Um mm. Um, but I had a really good and a strong relationship with the folks at, at the University of New England by that point. I had hosted yeah. students there for, for a number of years. Um, in fact, um, I, I mean, I, 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 I feel like I had created a, a fairly rich environment for the students. Um, and, and, uh, and, you know, the, the word, the word kind of got back. Uh, to the people in the department. And it was a fairly sought after, I feel like it was a fairly sought after um, uh, internship assignment. And I, I say that only because um, I routinely would have a half dozen applicants for two positions. So I would, I would, I would take no more than two students um, each semester. 
Um, and again, I would you know, sometimes get a half dozen different applicants from these different colleges and universities uh, and we'd go through the interview process Yep. and would select two. Um, now, typically, um, if I had if I had applicants from, you know, UNE and St. And Saint, Saint Joseph's and, uh, and University of Southern Maine, uh, I would try not to take two students from the same university just That's to be good. equitable, kind of spread it around a little bit. Well, of course. Well, your year, um, uh, I did uh, have multiple applicants from the University of New England, in addition to some of these other places as well. So went through the interview process. And one of the applicants was Tom Dalmolin. And uh, so I, I, I brought you in for for the interview. Um, Tom, what do you what do you remember about uh, if you remember anything at all about about that about that interview? I thought it went well. And uh, <laughs> that's what I remember. <laughs> and uh, and no, no, I um, I remember I remember walking in. You were talking to um, somebody else um, and it wasn't um, and it wasn't uh, Katie. It was some other gentleman and I'm not sure who he was. Um, and, uh, then, then like, so he walked out, um, and I walked in, um, and, uh, no, I, I think we chatted up. I think, um, I think I had mentioned like that I used to be a, you know, a, um, a, uh, like road runner, um, you know, like I used to run, uh, like, but I haven't been like as active as I had been uh, like in high school. Um, you know, I was, um, everything like that. And then, um, and I, I don't remember much after that. I, I tend to, um, like forget, um, what happens in stressful, uh, you know, situations. <laughs> because I think clearly I was intimidated. You know, it's like, Holy moly. Um, this is, this is like, I'm applying for like this, it's just like crazy position. And I'm like, it's just an internship. <laughs> right. And it's, and, it, and it's an unpaid internship as well. Right. You know what I mean? Unpaid and, and I to use my own gas money. So yes. Um, <laughs> other than that, um, I remember, I remember I, um, you know, I left, um, and, and, and I, and I received the email that, that I did not, you know, that I did not get the internship. And, and when I found out who did, um, which, which is completely, which is completely fine. Um, he was on the cross country team and I was like, okay, it's because <laughs> I'm not any longer like a runner at the time. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's how, that's, that's how I remember it. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was it. <laughs> of course, I don't. I don't remember the details. It, it's funny that you mentioned that it was uh, that it was a member of the cross country team. I. Yes. I, yeah. I, that yeah. I. I don't. I don't. I didn't. Didn't remember that detail. Um, uh, yeah. In fact, I over the years had had, it, not surprisingly, right. So cross country runners yeah. would oftentimes be you know be in the exercise science programs. That's not, it makes that's sense. not too much of a stretch. Right. Yep, um, absolutely. and so, um, you know, over the years, uh, had a fair number of, um, of, uh, you know, intercollegiate, uh, uh athletes, um, you know, apply for the internship program, yeah. well, again, whether it was USM or UNE or, or St. St. Joe's. So, um, <clears throat> uh, interesting. So yes, um, uh, ironically enough, um, you, I chose someone else and I, you know, I, I don't remember why I, um, 
I'm sure it was very close and it was probably a coin toss. In fact, I, I probably let Katie decide, uh, Katie, well, that explains it. <laughs> Katie, Katie Maislin at the time, uh, yes. eventually to become Katie Doyle. Yes. Uh, Katie, uh, Katie, Katie had, had also been a student intern of mine yes. uh, yep. back in yep. the day from also yep. from the university of new England. Yes. Um, uh, Katie was, uh, made such an impression on, on me and everyone else that we ended up hiring her. Yes. Um, so Katie and I had worked together for a number of years at that point. Um, uh, before, before you came in for your interview. So, <laughs> but, but as you recall it, uh, Katie was not in on the interview. No, no, no. Uh, um, I think, I think that she was, um, I'm, 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 I'm almost 99.9% .9 sure that she was. However, I just think that she was listening and just, and just, um, judging was, you. was, was, oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It was like, this guy's, he's, he's definitely not getting this, you know? <laughs> um, but, um, saying that, um, no, no, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hold any grudges. I just lose sleep every night thinking about it. So, uh, well, well, I mean that you know, Katie was in those was in those interviews for good reason because um, yes. she she was going to be working side by side with with yeah. these students for the entirety of a semester, which uh, typically was anywhere from eleven to thirteen weeks long. So yeah, um, and and um, you know, typically two or three, three or four days a week. So the uh, yes. I mean they were each internship was a little bit different, yes. but these were significant. Um, you know, periods of time. So, Absolutely. Uh, so I wanted Katie to be involved um, uh, in the in the interview and selection process. We'll yes. we'll we'll blame it on Katie, and 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 I'll I'm sure I'll get a text message from her if she listens to the podcast, correcting me that it wasn't her that that uh, uh, that decided on the uh, other student, and and very likely she probably complained about that other student the entire <laughs> the entirety of the semester about how 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 awful he was. Uh, so anyway, but that's a, that's a story for, for another day. So it's pretty funny. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so you don't get the internship and yet, yep. um, and yet, uh, clearly you don't hold grudges because, uh, fast forward, uh, you graduate from the university of new England, um, and, um, uh, you, uh, you pursue your master's degree, uh, at Springfield college, um, uh, studied, uh, health promotion and disease prevention. I think that's the name, yep. the name of yep. your, your graduate degree uh, at Springfield college in Massachusetts, you were class of 2016. So you stayed, you stayed right on schedule um, yeah. uh, academically. Um, so at what point then um, um, during your uh, master's program at Springfield, at what point um, did you need to uh, pursue and, uh, uh, and check off the prerequisite of a, of an internship experience, um, yeah. for your graduate program. Yes. Um, so I think I had to have, um, um, 600 hours of, of clinical, uh, 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 you know, rotations. So, um, I, I, I tried to spread it out into, 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 uh, like cardiac, um, uh, like pulmonary, um, diabetes, uh, uh you know, cancer. I um, mean, I did. Um, so this was my, um, first, uh, probably, probably spring semester of my, uh, 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 you know, first year, um, my wife is, you know, grew up, um, in the, you know, Saco area. 
So I was, I actually, um, you know, I was like, uh, like, what if I applied to, to this internship that, that, you know, he, um, you know, he denied me last time. However, I'm going to give it, um, you know, like one more go. Um, and if that doesn't work, well, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm limited like on options. So I, I ended up, um, you know, like ended up emailing you and, and I believe that it was a quick answer, uh, like, yes. Um, um, and it was great. Um, and I ended up living at, at like my in-laws, uh, like the whole summer. Um, and I'm, and I'm blessed uh, like to have, uh, like my in-laws, uh, like to have me, uh, uh, you know, live there. Um, I had to, I actually had, I actually had my own room. So I was, um, I was right next to the, uh, you know, kitchen, um, and, uh, and my future wife, like was actually upstairs in her room. So, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> it was pretty funny, but, um, you know, I slept in, you know, like a twin size bed, like all alone and I didn't dare even trickle, uh, uh, like upstairs or anything like that. So I did, I did all of that to, to, um, you know, like to have, um, like to have, uh, like the internship. So, um, and, and, um, and, um, and I would do it all over again. Well, yeah, well, when I, I mean, my recollection is when I, when I got the email, I mean, the first thing that I did was chuckle and I thought to myself, boy, this, this guy's got, he has, he's got moxie. Like he has put spot. He's got, he's got determination. You know, he Absolutely. was, I, I mean, you, you very easily could have been really ticked off and bent sideways and, and wanted to have zero to do with either me or uh, Southern Maine Medical Center at any point going forward, but you didn't. Uh, yes. and you reached back out. Now, maybe it was because of desperation. Okay, fine. But either way, it's still, I think it still took some guts to, uh, uh, to, uh, to give it another crack. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, impressed. Yeah. I was impressed by that. And, and, you know, truthfully, I was impressed by you the first time around and yeah. it was probably a mistake to not bring you in, uh, at UNE. However, um, you know, it, it ended up working out, I think for yeah. both of us, because, um, uh, because we had the opportunity, you had the opportunity to come on, uh, yep. as, as my student and, um, you know, for, for me, the majority of the students that I would host would be undergrads yep. and, um, you know, undergrads are still kind of getting their feet wet. Still, still trying to figure out, well, still trying to figure, trying to figure out the, the field of exercise science, A, but yeah. then also B, uh, trying to decide whether or not exercise science was a profession they wanted to pursue. Now, yep. as I got, as I got more senior in my time at, uh, at Southern Maine Medical Center, um, eventually Southern Maine Healthcare, I became uh, a little pickier, a little choosier when it came to students. And I would only take uh, undergrads uh, who, um, had an intention of either going on and getting a graduate degree in exercise science uh, yes. or yeah. uh, and or who were planning to work in the field yep. uh, of exercise or sports science with their uh, undergraduate degree. I was not as interested in taking on an undergrad student who was going to go on to, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to become a DO or yeah. uh, or to Thanks. become a physical therapist or an athletic yeah. trainer. I, yeah. Because I felt like I felt like that I gave a lot of myself during those internships. And I mean, I love to teach and, um, um, I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be worthwhile all the way around, not only for yeah. the student, but also, also for myself as well, because I, you know, I was, I was taking time away from the job that I was being hired to do. So, yeah. Yeah. um, 
but having the opportunity to have a graduate student is kind of like next level stuff because yep. uh, b- for those two reasons, a, um, it, you, you, you know, <laughs> you, you would, you would already, you would already accomplish an undergraduate degree in the field. Uh, so you were knowledgeable there. And then B, uh, you know, you generally don't go on to get a graduate degree in, in the field of exercise science, unless you plan to, uh, pursue a career in the field. And so that yeah. was exciting for me, um, because our interaction, um, was definitely different. I mean, even though you didn't, you didn't have this perspective because you came on as, as a grad student in the internship yeah. experience. Um, but that is the truth that, that our interaction and, and my expectation of you was was greater as a grad student than it than it would have been uh, as an undergrad. Um, Tom, what it, what what do you remember about uh, about that summer semester uh, working uh, with uh, with Katie and I at uh, at Southern Maine Medical Center? Um, I remember the uh, the first week. I don't think I don't think you cracked a smile the whole week um, <laughs> because you said because and I um, and I remember this. Um, you said, Tom, you know, you, you did, like, you did great, like this week, but like, if I, um, like, uh, like if I showed up in, 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 um, in clown shoes and a, and a, uh, you know, red nose, um, would you, would you take me seriously? Um, and I said, that's, that's, that's a great point. Like I probably, like I probably wouldn't. So, uh, but after that, uh, you know, comment, I, I, um, um, you know, I, I, like, I realized that, 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 you know, that, you know, you're doing this, um, you know, because this is, this is, I mean, this is, it's, it's an internship. However, um, you know, I am, I am trying to, um, like to gain some, um, experience and also to be better, like what I do, like, or else I wouldn't have applied to, uh, to this internship either. So, um, I think, I think it was great. Um, I think I, I, it took, um, for me, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't too confident in, in, uh, being a, uh, you know, leader. Um, it's, you know, I mean, you're, um, as, as a clinical exercise, uh, you know, physiologist, when you're in charge of a, uh, um, of a cardiac, um, and also, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like pulmonary, uh, uh, you know, rehab, uh, uh, like program you are, um, you know, you're the, uh, like composer. I mean, you are in, in, in charge of how that class, um, like is organized. And I think that, that, that helped me in, uh, more ways uh, than one. Um, I also think a huge part of the internship was, was, you know, like you have the knowledge, like, but how do you, uh, like, but how do you teach, how do you teach that? Um, like to people who do not necessarily have that type of knowledge. And I think that, you know, breaking it down, um, to the uh, basics is 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 extremely um, important, like in like you know, like behavior change um, for like a lot of people who who um, who could uh, you know uh, uh, benefit from that change, um, uh, uh, like health wise. Um, I remember, I remember, I remember waking up early every single morning, uh, like four thirty, and I was like, "Wow, like this is gonna be this is gonna be a long summer," you know. <laughs> Um, like, but every day, like, like every day I, 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 you know, went in, I, I, um, I knew, um, that I had you, um, and, um, and also Katie Doyle to, um, like to back me up. Um, and I knew that, you know, e- even if, even if there was a mistake, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a learning, um, it's, it's a learning, um, experience and 
mean you're and you're only going to get better from there. So um, I do remember um, I was I was pretty I was pretty um, uh, distraught on my last day, more uh, so more so because um, I I was like I mean. I was uh, more so I was like, you know what, I can do this. Um, but I also was like, you know, can I do this on my own? And I think that was that was the toughest part about I, 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 I you know, leaving is is to have you guys like to help me. Like, however, am you know, am am I going to be able like to do this on my own? Uh, the confidence uh, like it was there. But, um, you know, like a lot of the time you, um, um, you know, you have to be um, like you have to do it on your own. And, um, and I think like for any job, um, that's, that's, that's the hardest thing is, is, um, you know, is being able like to trust yourself in, you know, like in what, like in what, you know, um, and, um, I, I, I don't, I don't, um, I, I kind of, uh, knew like that I'd, I'd be back there though. Um, I, I, uh, like, I love Maine. Um, when I, uh, like when I went to UNE, I, I just, um, like I fell in love with, uh, uh, like Maine and I, and I didn't necessarily think like that I was ever going to leave home, um, from uh, like Western Mass and, um, and having that internship actually, you know, um, was, was, uh, was uh, like one of the reasons why I actually returned, uh, like to Maine. So, um, and I think on the last day I, I, uh, like I got you guys some, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, like presents actually. And, and, um, and actually it's kind of funny. So I, I, I got Katie, uh, a Starbucks, uh, gift card and, and, um, one class, um, you know, I, I probably, uh, like made a mistake and, um, and, um, and you said they're, they're, um, they're, uh, there are, um, it had to do with, uh, uh, you know, safety on the treadmill, right? And you always said, don't walk on the belt, um, walk on the sides of the treadmill. And, and, you know, I just, uh, there was this guy who just, uh, like, he, uh, like, got off the treadmill, and I just, I didn't say anything. And I look over, like, and you're just looking at me, and I'm like, oh, boy, like, um, maybe, maybe, maybe I should say something. And, um, and I actually didn't. Um, and, um, um, and you came up to me afterwards, and you said, um, um, safety third and and you said you know like what are uh like one and two and i said uh beer um and bacon <laughs> so um like so as a gift i i got you uh, like a case of beer um and um and i'm gonna pack a bacon um and i didn't bring it into the hospital um and i actually i had a cooler like and everything in my trunk uh for the beer and the bacon so um to all those listening, uh, beer and uh, bacon are number one and two, um, and your safety is three. And safety so. is third. Well, it's, yeah. it's funny because um, from from that from that point forward, it, it became a running joke uh, with with Katie and I. Anytime anybody would do something that was a little bit a little bit unsafe or a lot unsafe, um, we would we would always just we, two words: safety third. Yep, safety third. Safety it's, third. It's safety it's as third. easy as that. So, and what's yes. funny is that people would look at us like that doesn't sound right, but nobody would challenge us. Like, well, then what's no. one and two? So yeah. only only there was only three of us that knew what what if safety was third, <laughs> what's one and two? Then that's beer yep. and bacon, and that's yeah. and that's thanks to to, to Thomas Del Molin Jr. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's funny. Well, you know, a couple things. So I, I mean, it it 
it's 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 funny. Um, uh, it's it's humorous to me that uh, that your recollection is that I didn't crack a smile for the, the entirety of that first week <laughs> because um, I, I had been I, I had. I had developed the moniker of no fun done uh, over the years. <laughs> no fun done. Um, yeah. that's, that's funny. I don't think I probably, that, yeah. probably for, for any number of reasons, but, yeah. but not the least of which was that, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I took, I took my job seriously. I mean, we were absolutely, you know, I mean, we obviously, you know, in, in behind closed doors, you know, in the office, we, grab Aston had a good time and we, we laughed a lot. Katie and I, Katie and I laughed our rear ends off. We laughed. We had a really good time. Um, (laughs) And I had a good time with, with students, you know, behind closed doors because um, cardiac and pulmonary rehab is, I mean, it's a serious, it's a serious thing. You know, we're, we're dealing with folks that are, you know, that, that have serious medical issues and we're, you know, we're asking them to do something that's, you know, not entirely safe. I mean, it's not, obviously that it's not incredibly dangerous or none of us would have been there, but it's also, it's also not entirely safe and it has to be done appropriately. And, um, um, you know, otherwise you're, you're, you're putting people, you're putting people at risk. And so I, I, for me, um, I needed the, I needed the patients to trust me now they didn't know me from from adam so they you know the 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 way that i the way that i would gain their trust um is you know is by by is by is by taking on a a, you know taking on the business of helping them as as a serious undertaking and i wanted them to know that it was serious to me and that i and that i took it seriously um, otherwise, I mean, if the shoe was on the other foot and, and the exercise physiologist that was in charge of my exercise program, and if I was, you know, if I had, was recovering from a heart attack and the, the individual was, you know, was, was messing around with their friends and, and, you know, treating the whole thing kind of like a joke, I'd be terrified. Yeah, um, and so I, absolutely. you know, I, I, I needed to, I needed to project that. And of course the other thing is, and you, you mentioned it, that at least at, at, at Southern Maine Healthcare, uh, as clinical exercise physiologists, we were in a we were in a great position because we uh, we had the autonomy to to prescribe uh, and execute uh, exercise programs. Now we didn't yeah. do it we didn't do it alone. Uh, we worked side by side with yeah. nurses uh, yep. and respiratory therapists, um, but um, but it was a but it was a fairly it was a fairly unique situation because it's not like that. Um, uh, it's not like that in all cardiac and pulmonary rehab programs across the country. Some, in some programs, the exercise physiologist is, you know, is sort of secondary and they, they assist, um, the, the nurses and respiratory therapists. That was not the case where, uh, where you and I worked, uh, that we, um, I don't know, we ran the show. I don't know. That's a, that's the best way to put it, but, but, but we were responsible for, you know, for a large part of what was going on. And that was a, and that was a great thing. I mean, there were a lot of things about Southern Maine healthcare in the end that I just couldn't get around and was a big part of the reason that I left. But, um, but certainly what I, I can't, I can't quibble with, uh, during my 20 years there was, was the autonomy that I was granted. And the ability to, as an exercise, as an exercise physiologist, do what I was, what I was trained to do. Um, 
Well, my my recollection um, uh, of of that time is that uh, is that is that you struck me as someone who was um, uh, uh, was was caring, was was thoughtful, um, and for whom the profession really meant something important. Yeah. Um, that, uh, and you also had, uh, you also had a really strong desire to learn and a willingness to learn, uh, and a willingness to, and a willingness to put yourself out there, even if at times, you know, you, <laughs> you didn't correct the patient because they stepped off the treadmill before, you know, before stopping it, uh, like we always wanted them to do, keep walking on the belt until the belt stops, then you can step off the treadmill. Uh, rather than rodeo it, uh, you know, by stepping off a moving treadmill, which is yeah. you know, safety third. It's that's yeah. uh, that's not what we wanted them to do. So even even during those times in which um, in which maybe you stubbed your toe a little bit, you were um, you accepted the criticism uh, mostly from Katie, who was I, I think I think pretty <laughs> pretty harsh with her with her criticism. As I always said to Katie, there's. There's no constructive criticism. It's all destructive. And so Katie always remembered that, of course. And so anytime, anytime Katie was correcting you, you know, you should have known that it was 100% destructive. It wasn't constructive. And I, and I, and and I didn't take it personally. So, yeah. (laughs) Even though at times I'm sure she was sort of aiming it personally. Yes, absolutely. Again, that's a, that's a story maybe for another podcast. More specifically, that's a story for a podcast with Katie because I'm yes. sure we, we have a lot to talk about, including Fantastic. talking about you. Um, uh, but that's but that's what I that's what I remember from uh, from from your internship. Obviously, smart. You knew you knew what you were talking about, but that you really cared about what we were doing, and uh, you had a deep willingness to learn. And so. Um, Shortly after you graduated, um, we, um, uh, how did that work? Did, so after I, um, oh. Did we add another position? Um, so after I graduated, I actually, um, I, uh, we, we, um, my, my, uh, future wife, uh, um, Caitlin, we, um, we, uh, we moved up to Portland she was in uh, dental school at the time um, at um uh, UNE um, at the uh, uh, you know Portland campus. So I had I had actually prior to that I was I um, I graduated. I had a position in um, oh, geez, uh, a green uh, a Greenland uh, New Hampshire like or a Hampton uh, New Hampshire maybe uh, uh, like Northampton area um, at a at a private practice for a. Um, a like respiratory disease uh, a clinic. So I was, I graduated. I began there in June. I graduated in uh, May, and I began. I began in June. So, at the time, I was commuting over over like an hour to uh, to um, to the private practice, and I think I was there for about um, maybe uh, like uh, like a little bit of like less than a year. And and um, I I I think I was having like some hard times at um, you know at that. Um, you know, at that clinic um, with uh, with that position, and 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 um, and I just happened to uh, uh, you know reach out to you, and um, and uh, I I re- I, re- I remember like the text, um, like there isn't anything available right now, but um, stay tuned. About two weeks later, 
um, I I remember you um, um, you know you saying that there's there's going to be a job opening. Um, it um, it will be a uh, pay cut, and I um, and I said I I don't I don't like I want to like I want to be there. Um, and so I began uh, right after Thanksgiving um, in 2016, and um, and and I and I've been there for uh, like three years. Um, I lasted three years there. Mm. Was uh, was yeah. was Katie still there? So I took I took Katie's took position. Katie's position. That's right. I took. Uh, Katie left. Um, yeah, she went she, out. Uh, she went out. She went out to uh, to have her daughter. Uh, exactly she, right. She had yes. Katie had a yep. Katie had a baby, and yes, and, yep. Uh, yep. She, that was exactly right. She um, yeah. So she she left the profession to uh, uh, to take on the noblest of professions, which is to be a stay at home mom. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And um, uh, okay, I, that's right. Yep. That's now yep. now now that makes sense. So you you took Katie's position at the time. Yes. Uh, I think the position was a clinical exercise technician. It was a technician. Uh, this yep. was a position that uh, I had helped create um, um, several years uh, before that. In fact, it was yeah. the position. It was the position that we hired Katie uh, in uh, after Katie had graduated. We were looking for somebody to um, to assist, uh, help me execute. Uh, and carry out uh, my uh, my professional uh, responsibilities there. So um, that's what that's what you were referring to when you were referring to a pay cut because you were a master's level exercise physiologist yeah. at the time, same yeah. as me. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, but you were being hired not as a clinical exercise physiologist, but as an exercise tech estra excuse me, a clinical exercise technician. That's Whatever correct. in the world that is, <laughs> that's what that's what we called it. Yeah. Um, but it was, but it was most certainly, it was a, it was a step below, um, yes. what, yep. uh, what you had just finished your graduate degree, um, uh, uh for, um, okay. and yet, um, yeah. And, and yet you, you, you wanted to be there, uh, enough that you were willing to take that pay cut. Now that, um, that, uh, that willingness to take the pay cut would pay off for you, uh, because it, 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 it puts you in a really good position because shortly after you started, so you, you started in, you said you, when did you start? Uh, no, November of 2017? November, 2016. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't last very, very long at my first job. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah, November, so, November yeah. of 2016. Yeah. Okay. Got yep. it. So, yep. um, so you started at Southern Maine Medical Center, Southern Maine Healthcare, in November of 2016. In uh, December of 2017, yeah, I, I had had enough. Yeah, uh, I had had enough, and I I walked away from a 30-year clinical career uh, to to do my own thing to to run to run my coaching business. Yeah, uh, and of course. You know, you were the you were the logical choice to 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 take uh, to take my place. Um, what? Uh, yeah. What what was that like uh, when you went from uh, being the guy that was helping the guy to being the guy? Um, I think I think the hardest part was just once again, just having, you know, having the confidence like to do it. I, 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 I was I was kind of already doing it. Um, however, it was, it was good to have, you know, like, you know, um, if I do this, you know, is it, you know, like, what do you think about this? You know, it, it was, 
it was good to have uh, like two minds. However, it also it also made me try uh, try new things. Not um, you know, I mean, obviously not trial. I'm an error, especially not in in um, in you know, I mean, in a hospital with with uh, like high risk uh, people. Um, but um, you know, to a degree, I was I was doing this, and I was just going with my like instincts. Um, so so that was that was for two years. Um, I, I was on my own. Um, I had, um, you know, I had a great team, but, um, and, um, I, I, um, you, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of learned, um, I just kind of learned like to trust, uh, my instincts and it's, and it's okay to be, uh, like, it's okay to be, uh, like conservative, um, especially with, with a, like a high risk population, there's, there's, there's no need uh, like to go out of your comfort zone at that point. Um, and a lot of jobs, uh, uh, like you want to go out of your comfort zone. Um, this job, um, being, you know, uh, being a clinical exercise physiologist, you, I, I like, you need to be conservative about it. Um, because of the implications that, um, that that can occur. Um, so I think, um, it, it went well. I, I, I learned a ton. Like, however, um, there, like, there comes a point where, uh, not that I plateaued. However, I was, I was kind of like, okay, well, you know, now, now what do I do? Um, what else, um, what else, uh, what else can I learn? Um, and I think, um, I think that's, that's also what led me to, to, um, like to almost taking a break um, from from the field. Not that not that I didn't want to do it, but I I needed to reflect on on like on what I was doing. And I think we um, we uh, we all have roles, and I think um, that uh, that role it'll it'll always be changing. And I think like that you need to be um, you know that you need to be open to change like that. So my my overall. Um, uh, like impression on those two years alone was um, I hope, I hope I'm doing the right thing. And I hope that this is uh, this, uh, this is what Chris would do. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. didn't, didn't you also at one point say to me um, a- after you left or, or short or when you, when you had sort of made the decision that you were leaving, didn't, yeah. you, say to, didn't you say to me something to the effect of how in the world did you do this job for 20 years? Probably. Yeah. Um, I did it for two years and, 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 um, and I think I, I also think that, you know, you did it for that long, um, you know, because like you like what you do, but also you need to do what you have to do as well. Um, and like, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, um, 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 you know, but it's, it's a tough, it's a tough position. I think it's, it's very, very tough to work, work in a hospital for, um, that long, especially, in the, uh, in the, uh, you know, same hospital, there's, uh, there's a lot of change happening. Do you, you know, um, do, do you deviate from that change? Do you know, do you do what you're doing to, you know, like, like to, uh, um, you know, to like, to please the hospital to, you know, like, like to go with the flow. Um, I think it's, it's a tough, it's a tough job. And I think, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's a lot of questions um, in a job like that. What what's the best approach? And there and there and there definitely is a a uh, best approach. But like, but how do you get there? Um, yeah. So I think that's where that's where I'm going with that. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it was certainly easier for me. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. toward toward the toward the end of my my career there. 
Um, and, and even during, even, you know, by the, by the midpoint of, of, of my tenure there, um, because at that point, uh, I mean, aside from, uh, from one of the other nurses, uh, Deborah Brown, who uh, I worked with during the entirety of my time there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was second, I was second in line in terms of seniority. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, no, no, no new nurse that we brought into cardiac or pulmonary rehab was, was necessarily in a position to challenge the clinical exercise physiologist who had been there for a decade about clinical exercise physiology. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so, yeah, um, yeah. so, I mean, it became much easier for me the longer that I was there to, um, to, to be able to do what I did without being challenged. Um, I, I suspect it probably was a little different for you because you were, you were, you know, I mean, you were, you were sort of thrust into the position all of a sudden now, um, you don't have seniority, <laughs> you know, in fact, you have the least amount of seniority likely in, in the department at that time. Uh, and yet you had the most responsibility because you were, you were essentially, you were taking over my role and my role was, um, I mean, I was the clinical exercise physiologist that prescribed all the exercise that, um, that took care of exercise progressions. I'm not suggesting that I, 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 I served as the role of the, of, of the nurse or the respiratory therapist, but, um, but, but we, the exercise physiologist played a very big role. How did you yeah. man, how did you manage that, Tom? How did you manage, how did you manage sort of not falling into, but how did you manage stepping into a role in which you had the least amount of seniority, but the greatest amount of responsibility? Um, I, I didn't reach, I didn't really change much. I, I, I knew what I knew. Um, and I think that, you know, once again, um, I, I had to trust myself and, and I did what I thought was right. Um, I respected other people's roles. Um, and, um, and honestly, I don't, I don't think that anything changed on my end. I did what I thought was right. And, um, and, and, and yes, um, I, you know, like there were times where, you know, not that, not that I, um, not that I thought that people thought, um, like thought like that I was, I was, you know, I was, I was a joke or I was, um, you know, I didn't have as much, um, experience as them. Um, but I, but I think that that was challenging. I, I mean, I was, I was what I was 20, uh, geez, I mean, how old am I now? Um, I was, I was at 23, 24 years old and um um and I was and I was in a role that um you know that a you know at a at a guy who had been doing this like for that long um was was in charge of um and I think I I honestly I I tried to I tried to hear everybody's um perspective however um, I, I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of, um, um, like stubborn in the fact that when I have a plan, I have a plan and, and that's, that's how I want it to go. Um, and I, and I tried to, I tried to hear other, other people's, um, like perspective, but I also had, had this, had this like little guy on my, um, on, um, on my left, uh, 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 uh you know, shoulder saying, um, well, Tom, um, you know, what we you know, you know, it, if you do this, um, what's, what's going to happen? How is that going to affect that outcome? So how did I deal with that? I, I really, I didn't think, I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. 
Um, I just, I just did what I knew and I, and I tried to learn as much as I could because I knew like, regardless, you know, you know, clinically, if I wasn't becoming a better exercise physiologist, at least I was, I was becoming better at, at um, you know, like working, um, working uh, like with others. And, um, and I think that, you know, um, you know, you know, we always talk about uh, like relationships and, um, and I think having a positive uh, like relationship is, um, you know, you like you gain a lot from that too. Um, not, uh, not just in, uh, not just in, in like clinical um, experience, like, but also, um, you know, like there's other, like there's other things in a job that, that, um, that make a huge, uh, make a huge difference too. So that's, that's what I have to say about that position and that change. So during that three-year period of time in which you uh, in, w- in which you you worked in um, and and I guess you know you could maybe even back up and, and include that that summer internship experience as well. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But 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 during the time that you um, that that, uh, that that you were working uh, or interning in cardiac and pulmonary rehab, um, what what did you enjoy the most about uh, about that that particular clinical experience? So I think, um, I think, uh, my whole life, um, you know, a challenge has been, has been, um, you know, has been, has been talking, um, and talking to others, uh, um, uh, public speaking. I think, um, you know, I, um, I have a speech, uh, like impediment. Um, it, um and I think th- that was, that was that was the toughest thing that I've ever had to do. Is 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 uh, like is heading up there and teaching um, a class, um, not, not not the exercise aspect, but the actual like uh, teaching a topic. Like today's uh, like going to be uh, like why uh, like why you know um, uh, why sleep is helpful. Um, why why do we exercise? Why do we strength train? Um, you know, getting up in front of people is hard, like for anybody. Um, and I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want any, uh, like, so any empathy, any sympathy. Um, but it was, but it was especially hard, um, for me, uh, more so I just, I just wanted people to, to take me, uh, uh, you know, seriously. I wanted, I wanted to, um, I wanted to say everything I had to say. So I think, um, out of, out of anything, out of that clinical, um, rotation, I think, I think teaching a topic and standing um, in front of people was was the uh, was the most uh, uh, like beneficial thing that I've done like to help uh, my career it, it, and also my my uh, uh, you know my my uh, my uh, like confidence uh, like level as well you know um, there isn't there isn't a day that uh, like that it was by like that I don't think about that because it's it was it was a huge part of 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 like of how I've I progress as a um, like so as an exercise physiologist. Hmm. I mean, I I, re- I remember I don't remember this this specific conversation, but I remember having a conversation with you um, shortly after you started as as an intern that summer. That um, one of my expectations, one one important part of the internship was um, was teaching. Uh, yeah, was was yep. was teaching uh, one of the one or more of the yeah. educational yeah. classes. Um, that that we would teach in cardiac or and, and or pulmonary rehab, and I, I think what I what I probably said to you at the time was that um, uh, you know that 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 it, admittedly it was going to be a challenge. Frankly, it's a challenge for you know for everyone uh, as you as you mentioned to get up and uh, uh, and and to speak publicly, uh, even though the I mean these were 
small groups, right? There's five or six, five or six patients at yeah. a time. Yep. Yep. Um, but that, um, you know, but, but that your, your challenge was perhaps, you know, e even a little bit, even a little bit greater. It was a, or, or at the very least, it was a little bit more complex uh, yeah. the yep. challenge that you faced. And yet, Absolutely, um, yeah. and yet you didn't, you didn't hesitate. Yeah. Um, when I, you know, when I, um, when I let you know that that was part of the expectation, um, that you took that challenge head on as well. I think I also probably told you at, at one point too that, uh, and I reminded you that, um, uh, that with the exception of going to a professional conference, like a, a conference of exercise yeah. physiologists, uh, that you are going to be, you are going to be more knowledgeable than any group of patients that you will stand in front of yeah, as it relates yep. to any topic related to exercise or health. Yep. Um, and so, um, uh, and so, you know, go up there and, and deliver your message, however you deliver your message. Right. Yep. And, and, um, you know, not, not to be, not to be someone that you're not. Yeah. Um, but th that, and, and to understand that you, that you have a lot to offer and that you have a, and that, and that you have a lot to say. And, um, um, you know, even if, even if the way you deliver the message is a little bit different than other people might deliver it, yep. um, uh, the content is still valuable. Of course. Um, yep. and, um, uh, and it's you know, and I mean I don't know you you tell me, but I I suspect that um, I I suspect that for um, for for young people, very young people, kids with a speech impediment can be infinitely um, more challenging because um, you know their peers are not as um, considerate um, of, course, of their yeah. challenge, and yep. kids are yep. mean. Uh, yep. and, um, and, uh, and, and, you know, as kids, we are, I mean, we're, um, we're, we're even more self-conscious than we are as adults. Sometimes we get to be adults and we, you know, we just don't care what other people think about us. Um, but that's not the, that's not the case with kids, but uh, adults, obviously for the most part, although you, you, you tell me adults tend to be more considerate and more, more yeah. accepting. Um, yep. and I, right. I mean, I, I suspect you, you probably haven't received any, negative yeah. comments or feedbacks, yeah. you know, since you were probably just a little kid and maybe, yeah. maybe you didn't, maybe you weren't teased as a little kid. Yeah. Um, but that, um, you know, that, that any anxiety around the way that you're delivering your message, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be too actively concerned about that because nobody's going to care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, everyone has their challenges. Um, yeah. right? some, some people, yeah. some people's challenges are just, they're a little bit more obvious. Nope. <laughs> but that doesn't that doesn't mean that that other people don't uh, have their own things that that they're working through. Um, well, uh, my follow up question to the question about what did you enjoy most about the clinical experience was sort of the opposite side of that, and <laughs> and that and that is uh, you know what what was the most challenging part of the of your clinical experience, and maybe maybe it's the same thing, but 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 maybe it's not. What so what 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 was the most what was the most challenging or difficult part um, of either that clinical rotation as a as an intern uh, or that 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 uh, that short period of time as a as a clinical exercise physiologist professionally? Yeah, I think the most challenging part of being a clinical exercise um, physiologist is 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 explain is um, is is you know one of one of the toughest things to do is change a behavior. Um, 
I mean, our our job, our you know, a, a huge part of our job is 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 um you know is uh you know I'm finding um and um a uh, like say like an effective way to change a behavior, whether that be you know eating right, exercising, you know, uh, sleep uh, sleep schedule. Um, I think you know if we can do that, um, you know, like effectively, I think. Um, I think that finding, um, finding, finding the way to do that will, will, I mean, that's, that's like, that's, that's a huge part of the gig, um, is, is how to change a behavior, um, uh, like that. And I think, um, I think that a lot of people, um, you know, they, 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 you know, people tell them what to do, uh, like, but like, but how do you do that? And, and, and I think that when, when people actually learn, um, why, um, you know, uh, like why this helps, um, and the education, like behind it and the, uh, and the, uh, you know, um, the, um, you know, um, the, um, you know, uh, like, uh, like physiology, like behind it. Um, I just, I just think people, people need to need to have that education once they, once they know why, um, and how it helps and the degree, uh, the, the, the like degree, um, that it helps. I think that's, that's when, that's when people like are actually going to believe it. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's uh, like, it's, it isn't really going to do anything if you just tell somebody what to do. Um, you need to tell them why it actually is going to work and uh, like, and why we do it. So um, trying, trying to find that, you know, you know, how to, how to portray that, how to explain that to them in a way that they can, you know, that, that they can understand. Um I actually think I actually think that's that's a lot of um, that's that's a lot of the obstacles that people have with with you know with with uh, with uh, like health uh, like and wellness is that they don't they don't have the resources out there, or they do uh, but they're just but they're just told what to do that like that really isn't going to help a lot of people. I think that we you know we we need to educate people as to why um, as to why we do what we do and like and why it actually helps them. <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 I think, I mean, and that's why that's why our education program was um, was a big part of uh, of our outpatient yep. cardiac and pulmonary rehab programs. Yes. Yep. Uh, I mean, it wasn't uh, it wasn't mandatory necessarily, yeah. But yeah, it I mean, also it also wasn't it also wasn't specifically um, uh, presented as being optional either. We specifically yeah. structured. Um, yep. our exercise classes, uh, to, um, uh, to sort of capture our audience, right? Remember, uh, at least I remember toward, toward the end of, um, of, of my time there that we would do an exercise class, that exercise class would finish. Those folks would stay, yep. uh, for the educational session. The next exercise class, those folks would come in a little bit early Yep. They would also sit in on that educational session. So, um, so and, and so we didn't, you know, obviously it was always, the education was always optional, but we didn't, we didn't, we didn't present it that way. You know, we, yeah. uh, we, 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 we tried to present it as, as, um, as a, as a very integral and important part of, of the, of the program, because I, I agree with you that, um, uh, that, that folks have to understand the why. Yeah. Um, because at some point, um, you know, as we always said that cardiac and pulmonary rehab is it's fairly easy in that um, you just show up to an appointment. Yes. Yeah. Three yeah, days it's, it's, a week, you know, at, you know what you're doing between 
you know, nine and, and 1030, you know, yep. every Monday, yep. Wednesday, Friday, yep. uh, you, those folks knew what they were doing during that yeah. 30 that, that 90 minute period of time. And so, and so the, 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 to execute the exercise part, the exercise behavior part was, was fairly easy because they were just keeping appointments. Yes. The difficult. The difficult time came when the appointments ended, when, 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 when their cardiac or pulmonary rehab visits were exhausted yeah, and yep. they had to then execute, uh, their exercise program independently. Yep. I think, uh, I think once the appointment ended, what they needed was the why, because yep. the, uh, and, and it, there was no guarantee that the why was going to be compelling enough to get them to, con- to have them continue to exercise. But there was, but there was, there was virtually no chance of them continuing to exercise unless they understood the why. Yep. Um, uh, or, or at least the, the why was a really important part of it. Of course, the other part of it was, you know, them feeling better and feeling stronger. Uh, and that can be, and that can be inspirational as well. But I, but, but I, I, I would second that notion, how important the educational part was, um, you know, and, 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 and the relationship building was a, was a big part of, uh, of, of what we did in, in cardiac and pulmonary rehab as well, you know, getting, you know, having the opportunity for, uh, you know, for, for an eight week period of time to, you know, to see these folks three days a week, um, and, uh, and, and, and have them, uh, have them gain trust in us that we were, you know, that we were helping them to move forward yep. physically and, yeah. uh, and, 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 and from a health standpoint, yeah. um, but of course, when, when you left that, that clinical position, that, that, that job as the exercise physiologist, clinical exercise physiologist at Southern Maine Healthcare, and you went to work for uh, uh, Newton Wesley, uh, Wellesley Hospital, um, you know, as their senior clinical exercise physiologist, you went from, you went from a, a, a position in which you were doing outpatient cardiac and pulmonary rehab yep. at Southern Maine Medical Center. Um, two more clinical exercise testing. Yeah. Yeah. In which, um, you, you didn't, you didn't have the opportunity to develop relationships cause you were, you were seeing, now it doesn't mean that you didn't occasionally see the same patient again for the, you know, for that, uh, for that, uh, you know, nuclear stress test, uh, six months later, eight months later, 18 months yeah. later, but you didn't see these patients on an ongoing basis. So, so talk a little bit, Tom, about, um, about the challenges of going from, a position as a clinical exercise physiologist in which establishing and creating relationships with your patients was really important to going to a position in which, you know, you, like you had five minutes to, to build a relationship uh, with a patient. Uh, what, what was that like? Um, oh, I think, I think that it, um, like, so I do, um, um, I do cardiac testing uh, where we are trying to diagnose, so like heart disease uh, or like arrhythmias, like arrhythmias, are, um, you know, like, so any, any, um, um, you know, like, a, a like an increase, uh, a, um, a, a, um, uh, like an increase in your heart rate, a decrease in your heart rate. Um, um, so I think we, I think, you know, I see, um, I probably see, uh, more people in the position that I have now it's quicker. Um, it's about, um, you know, it's about like half an hour, like an hour, like depending on the test. Um, I think that like in healthcare, you know, um, you know, a lot of people it's, you know, they, they may not want the test. I try, 
I try to create an environment where it isn't a test. It's, 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 I, I just, you know, um, like you're here, you know, we're trying to find out what's been going on. Um, I think, um, you know, you need to create an environment where they feel comfortable. Um, and I think it's for like a lot of people, um, when you think stress test, um, a lot of people are like, oh man, um, you know, this, this, you know, I haven't done this before. I, I mean, I haven't got on my cover zone. Um, what if, um, like, what, uh, like, what if they find something? Um, what if they don't find something? What, um, what is, uh, like, what is, uh, like, what is the issue? Like, why am I having chest pain? Um, why am I out of breath? Um, why, um, you know, why am I lightheaded? I think a lot of, I think a lot of the challenge is, 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 um, you know, is, is actually connecting with um with these patients in a way that you don't you um you know you don't want to seem like you're trying too hard like you don't like you don't like just want to have like a speech you you i i honestly i don't i don't you know uh, once again i don't i don't treat what i do as as a test i'm not trying i'm not trying to find like a positive or a negative i'm i'm just i'm just what i'm supposed to be doing um and i also think that you know, a lot of, a lot of people like appreciate that. I think that, you know, a lot of tests that uh, like physicians order um, it's, it's, we're doing this for a, 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 you know, reason. Um, and I think, and I think a lot of the time, you know, a lot of people like are hesitant, like to have, uh, like to have the test that the physicians order. Um, and I think trying to make it, make it a, make it, it get a positive experience um for them there's there's definitely like a lot less uh, like education um you know in the position um, like that i have there's there's there it really isn't isn't a whole lot of time for like for answering questions it's it's all it's all to like the books um i think um you know it, it's you know you know, um, somebody might not want to have the test. They might not want to be there, uh, but they still came. So just, you know, uh, being a, I'm an exercise, uh, like physiologist is, it isn't, you know, once again, like it isn't about, you know, like how much, you know, like, like, and you tell me this all the time, like, it isn't about like how much, you know, it's about, it's about how well you, you like connect with people. And I think like for any, like for any job, that's, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of the reasons uh, like, like, like for like success is is you have to connect with people it isn't it isn't a test it isn't it isn't it's not um you know like I, you're not doing it to you know like to like like to stress somebody out you know you like, like you need to you know, like you need to do it to you know to like to help like to help out this person um but you need to do it in a way where it isn't a negative um experience either a lot of a, like a lot of um that's that's a lot um and i think i think that you like you need to connect with um with with the person like they aren't a patient you need to connect with them um you know based off based you know based off of you know i mean um and i think that you know like as i like the more that i do stress testing like the more i i actually i you know i'm i i like yes i'm like i'm gaining uh knowledge clinical wise but i'm also like i'm learning like i you know to like connect with people um, like a lot, like a lot better too. Um, and I think that in the future, that's, that's definitely going like to help me um, like create a, like a positive um, experience. Like for people who like, who have their doubts, um, like you don't, like you don't, like you don't, 
uh, like who don't trust the process, who don't, you know, like who have had experiences in the past where where they like they don't believe like that this is going to work. Um, that's that's going to help me out, uh, like so as a professional. Um, whether like like regardless like of what I do, if I'm an EP, if um, you know, if 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 you know, if if I'm a stay-at-home dad, as you know, as like so as a husband, as as a um, um, you know, as a brother, as um, you know, as a dad, I think it's it's the more that you interact with people the better that you're going to get at like at helping their problems too though so well i would think too with with the position that you're in now um you 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 have a very small window of time to yep. it's it's uh, it's a time it's a time slot to sell yeah. Yeah, yeah to sell to sell yourself to sell um you know what's going to happen to the patient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like literally you, 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 it probably boils down to, you know, less than, less than a minute of time that you, you've got to be able to write. Cause it, I mean, what's the old expression, you know, it's about, uh, about first impressions. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, because you, you don't have the luxury yeah. Of, yeah. of seeing this individual, you know, uh, two more times that week. Uh, yeah. you know, for another hour and, or yeah. seeing them, you know, 24 times in total, you know, in total of 24 hours, like, like we might've seen folks in, in our outpatient uh, clinical yeah. programs. Um, do, do you miss, do you miss that sort of longer view uh, part of relationship building with, with patients? Again, your, your profession now is, is in, is in part this sort of like this kind of express relationship building where you got to yeah. do it really quickly and you got to sell yourself very convincingly. Whereas, um, you know, in, in, in a, in a clinical setting, uh, excuse me, in a, in an outpatient cardiac or pulmonary rehab setting, yeah. yep. You, yep. You, you, you got, you know, you got 24 hours, basically 24 one hour sessions, uh, to create and, and, and build relationships. Do you, do you miss that aspect of that longer term relationship building with, with patients? Yeah. Um, I think it, it's, it's, um, it's, 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 it's the complete opposite. So it, it's, uh, uh, like two ends of the spectrum almost, you know, um, do I, it's what I, uh, what I, what I'm like interpreting, like the question as is, do I miss cardiac rehab and, and how do I feel about, you know, this, this, this like quick test, how, you know, how do I, how do I feel about, you know, like duration, like, and how I have that experience and that, uh, like, and that, uh, like relationship, like with others, I think, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I was, I was trained, I was trained to do diagnostic, uh, testing and I was trained to create exercise prescription. I, I don't, I, I don't necessarily miss, uh, like cardiac rehab. I don't, I don't necessarily love, uh, diagnostic testing either. So it's, it's too, it's, you know, there's, um, there's, there's a balance. I think that, you know, you, had, you just have to take, um, you know, you just have to take what you got. However, I, I do, I do like, you know, um, you know, meeting, meeting, uh, uh, like a lot more people than I would in my, um, in, in my old position as an, as an EP. I mean, I see, you know, I, I could see, you know, I could, I could see up to 20 people a, a day or a quicker, like amount of time. However, um, you know, like you have to be, you know, you have to be more, um, efficient at building that relationship too. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's a balance. Um, 
I, I honestly, I just, I, I want to, you know, I want to have that relationship. However, however I can, if, if it's an hour, if it's a half hour, if it's, you know, if it's three days a week for like an hour and a half. So I, um, is, I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, I don't, I don't, it's cardiac rehab. I, um, I, 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 you know, I, I did like cardiac rehab and I, and I do, I do like stress testing, you know, there's going to be pros and cons like with everything. However, um, I don't, I don't, I don't regret. Um, I, I like having like relationships uh, with people. Um, and you know, even if it's quick or, or if it's, or if it's a chronic thing, um, you know, that's, that's just how I feel. about. Yeah. That. Well, well, you're, you're an, you're an easygoing, likable guy that, and, uh, right. That, uh, yeah. so, well, and actually my question was, it wasn't necessarily related to cardiac. Rehab. It was more related. <laughs> yeah. to, it was more related to, um, to something, a project that you and I are working on together now. Uh, yes. I want to talk a little bit about, cause it'll, yeah. uh, cause it, it will be a, it'll be a, a nice segue into talking about your own, uh, your own athletic pursuits, which I want to have yeah. the opportunity to talk about, but, yeah. um, but, but you and I are, are, are currently working on a little project together. Yes, and, uh, I think this is probably a, as good a time as any to sort of announce it to the to the world. Absolutely. Um, uh, although there there are a fair number of people <laughs> that know about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, so I don't know for the last uh, year or so. It's been over a year. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. For the last year or so, um, you have been working as um, as an apprentice of sorts. I'm like, I'm like Pinocchio, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's another one of these unpaid internships, basically. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, well, yes. not, yeah. Not, not quite the, the Pinocchio analogy. Is, that's good. Um, yes. uh, but, but you, you, you and I, you, you, you and I have been working uh, collaboratively, um, in a mentor apprentice, uh, sort of, uh, roles yep, um, yep. as it relates to my professional coaching business. Yes. Uh, a year or so ago, <clears throat> I approached you with uh, an opportunity. Uh, I had been at that time thinking about uh, what, what was going to be next for me. And yep. at this point in my career and my life next for me is retirement. And, um, but I, but I, but, but at that time and, and, and still to th to this day, um, my, my coaching business is, you know, it's flourishing and it's, um, and I, I felt like that there was the possibility that my coaching business could, um, could, could be sustained after my direct involvement with it. Yeah. Um, and so I began to create a, um, uh, a succession program, a succession yeah. process, a process by which uh, I would slowly but eventually hand over the business to someone else, um, and um, as and then sort of fade off uh, in, into into retirement. Um, <clears throat> but as 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 my financial advisor points out, I I I, I can't actually uh, just <laughs> flip the switch. I still have to make a little bit of money uh, after the age of 60. So I'll still be involved, but, uh, but, of but course. involved, uh, to a much uh, lesser degree, but I felt like that, um, that, that, that there would be, this would be a great opportunity for, um, for, for someone to step into the role of, of entrepreneur, uh, of entrepreneur. 
Um, and uh, I mean, it's a this is a great this is a great gig. Um, you know, I, uh, I I make my own hours. Um, I don't I mean, I don't answer to anyone because I'm, you know, they, I, I take that back. I, I answer to my clients, yes. but I don't answer to any other big boss uh, over yeah. me. So I, yeah, I, I, I do what I want uh, when I want. Um, so long as the job gets done and my, and my, and my clients are, are satisfied. Yeah. Uh, and it's all done virtually. So, uh, so it's a, even though my kids are grown up at this point, you know, all my kids are adults. Um, but it would be a great, it would be a great line of work. It would be a, a great profession for a young dad, uh, whose wife was extraordinarily successful um, and, um, uh, and, um, uh, you know, to, 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 to give a young professional an opportunity to, to practice exercise science, but in a little bit different yeah. aspect yeah, rather absolutely. than the clinical aspect of, of exercise science, which we've just talked a little bit about, um, to talk about the, the, the health and sport, uh, aspect of, of, of our profession. Um, so that's why, that's when I reached out to you. And, uh, yeah. I mean, you were the first person that I thought who better, um, who better to, uh, to learn the, the, the coaching business, to learn my coaching business than, uh, than you, uh, yeah. I, you know, I have a tremendous amount of respect for you. Um, clearly, uh, you're knowledgeable. I mean, you, you, you have the education, you, you and I hold the same degrees. We, uh, we hold, we hold many of the, of the same certifications, although my certifications are long since expired, but, uh, but, but, but we, we have very much the same credentials. The difference is yeah. just, is the experience. Yeah. Um, but, Absolutely. but experience is something that you can gain and, uh, what better way to do it than in a situation in which there's, there's no stress, there's no obligation, there's no expectation that you can, you can learn, you can learn, you can learn at your own at your own pace. Yes. Um, so yeah. you and I, you and I sort of started that, um, that, uh, apprenticeship for lack of a better way to describe it, is, it. Uh, right yeah. about yeah. a year ago, you've been, you've been sitting in on, um, uh, on client calls to begin to learn, uh, that aspect, uh, of, uh, of coaching about building relationships. I think you, 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 you mentioned that quite aptly. That is a, I mean, that is a, that is the, probably the most important thing that we do is, is to build Definitely. relationships, right? What's the, what's the expression? Nobody cares about what you know until they know how much you care. I mean, that's exactly, that absolutely yep. applies to, to what we do. Yep. Uh, I mean, obviously we, you still got to deliver the goods at the end of the day, right? I mean, yes. you can't yeah. help the, if you can't help the client get to the finish line, however, that finish line is defined. If you can't help the client get to the finish line, well, they're, they're, they're going to find somebody else. To exactly. Help them, right. So, yes. so you, you clearly have to build relationships. Um, uh, but, but you also have to know what you're doing as we well. got to know the nuts <laughs> and bolts of it. So, so we, you, you've been involved in, in both aspects, both the, both the, the relationship building, yep. right. With the monthly zoom calls that you sit in on, uh, and then, and then the nuts and bolts of it, you, uh, um, you know, I, uh, for a, a short period of time, I, um, I, I helped you and I worked collaboratively to, to design your, you know, your, your last training cycle Yeah. Uh, yep. so that you yep. could, you could see the nuts and bolts of how training cycles are built yep. specifically, uh, how, how I build them, how we build them in, in training peaks, um, 
So, so let's talk, let's talk a little bit about that, Tom, and about, uh, about some of the things that, that, that you've learned, um, through that recent experience. Again, I mean, there's no denying that, um, you know, that, that you are an expert in the field of, of clinical exercise testing. There's, There's no question about that. You're also an expert in the field of, of, of clinical exercise physiology, specifically yeah. with respect to outpatient cardiac and pulmonary rehab. But by your own admission, um, you know, uh, designing training plans for, uh, for all types of clients and athletes was, that was something relatively new for you. You're an endurance athlete yourself. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But, yeah. but this aspect of our field was new to you. Tom, yes. talk, talk a little bit about, uh, about what you've, what you've learned in the last, uh, year, uh, year and a half, uh, in this, uh, in this current apprenticeship role that, that you've taken. Um, I, what I've learned is that, uh, there's, there's a lot that I don't know. Um, and I think, and I think that, you know, it, it um, it, it, um, it goes, it, you know, the, like the more that you're, you know, that you're at your inner job, like the more that you're going to know. However, um, there's, you know, exercises, it, it isn't just one thing there, there are a whole bunch of aspects, uh, like of health and wellness. And I think, um, and I think, I, um, I think a lot of it has, um, the most, most important thing that I've learned. And, um, and I used, and I used to think this when I uh, like working in a hospital is, 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 is it's the people um, what I, uh, you know, I'm used to think is, is it's the people who, who have, um, who, who are the most, uh, like ill and the most, um, you know, and the, and the people like who have these, uh, diseases, they, they need, you know, they need this the most. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that, um, uh, like, uh, uh, like anymore. And I thought, and this wasn't when I began, um, working uh, like, like with you, however, it was, it was always in the back of my head. Uh, mainly I was, I was, I was using that, uh, like approach on myself. Um, you can always be a, a, uh, like better athlete. Um, but, um, you know, it's, you know, you, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that people don't understand that if I like that, if you're healthy, um, you know, then, and like, you don't need the help. I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's, that's the case. Everybody is trying to be a better version of themselves. Um, in, and I think that, um, that, uh, you know, um, our, 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 uh, you know, our, uh, you know, um, our, um, uh, fitness level has, has a lot, has a lot to do with that, has a lot to do with, with, with uh, like self-efficacy has a lot to do with our, um, uh, with our, uh, uh, you know, confidence. Um, I also, I also think that, um, you know, you, um, it's, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of the things that people struggle with is, is, um, is a uh, structure and, 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 and uh, like consistency, um, you know, you can be consistent and you can be structured, but I think that there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of other things, um, that, um, are, are, are like going on, um, in our life. How do we, you know, how do we, how do we put our health first? Um, and for a lot of people for, um, or myself, that's, 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 there's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of other things that, that that we have to do in our everyday that that is an exercise. Like, but how do we, how do we prioritize that? Um, and I think that being, um, can, 
consistent um, in like in what like in what we want in our goals and and um, and um, and and just being uh, like disciplined um, like about that. I think um, there's there's a lot there's a lot like that I don't know um, like about um, you know like about how to create like an exercise program. Uh, but I think the you know like so our job we aren't gonna we we aren't going to be able to teach others unless we, you know, do that. like our, like our, um, like ourselves. And I think, um, one of the things, um, that, um, that you taught me as an intern and as, and as a coworker is, 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 um, um, you know, would, would you trust an exercise physiologist who, uh, like who, uh, like who was an ex, uh, um, like who wasn't active, uh, like, and who, like, who wasn't exercising, um, and, and I would say no. And, and I would, I would, I would tell you, I was like, would you, um, would you, would you trust a, uh, like a priest, uh, like who doesn't pray? Um, you know what I mean? Um, and I think we have, we have, we, we have a lot to give. Um, our, our knowledge I think is, is, is uh, like, is what like a lot of people want. A lot of people want that knowledge in order to be like better persons of themselves. And I think um, this is, this is a great, it's a great opportunity for me to better myself, but also to, to help others be where they want to be. You know, they, they may not like have had the, uh, uh, you know, resources uh, to get there. Um, let's, let's, like, I want to get people to that next diet. Uh, you know, level both, uh, 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 you know, physically and also, um, um, you know, uh, like mentally as well. And I think I have a long way to go for that too. Um, but I think that once I'm there, you know, I'm, I'm going to be able like to help people out with that. So why, um, what, why do you think, uh, why do you think professional endurance coaching would be something that you would be interested in or, or to, to be, to be good at? Um, because, because that, that's, that's what, that's what like a lot of people are after. I think that, uh, uh, you know, once again, I think that, you know, we're all just, you know, look like we all, like, like, like we all want to be healthy. We all, we all want to live for as long as we can in the most, um, you know, like healthy way that we can. Um, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things about, um, there's a lot of things about exercise that, um, that can help out in, um, in, in our everyday lives. It isn't exercise is not just uh, like helping you, you know, exercise and it becomes strong. I think that there's, there's, um, there's a lot of other, S, um, there's a lot of other aspects like that exercise like can help out with, um, and that will, that will improve like your actual, um, like your exercise capacity um, and what you're able to do as well. So, yes. And, and recently I, I, I sort of, um, I, I, I've had a soft launch, uh, of a, uh, of a rebranding of my, of my coaching business, um, starting with a name change. Right. So I, I, I went from ascend endurance coaching, uh, and actually sort of legally changed my business name to uh, Ascend Human Performance Coaching. Great. Um, yep. Now, uh, th- the reason for that for me was that what I, what I, had, what I have discovered uh, since, um, since 2018 when I started doing this full time, although I've been, uh, I, I have been coaching uh, athletes for many decades now yep. uh, on the side, um, but but as a uh, but as an as an organized uh, business entity, um, this most recent uh, coaching business is 
you know, has been my full-time gig since 2018. But what I realized uh, over the last couple of years is that um, I'm actually attracting uh, clients uh, that have interests beyond endurance sports specifically. Yeah. Um, yep. Obstacle course racing, uh, motor sports, uh, yep. golf, um, I, 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 any number of other examples of, of lacrosse, uh, any number of other examples of that. And so, uh, so I, I felt like it was important not to, um, not to limit my potential client base by just focusing on endurance sports as, as exercise yep. physiologists, I think we're uniquely positioned, um, to, to help individuals, uh, improve all aspects of, of human performance. Tom, the question I have for you is, yeah. um, when you think of, uh, when you think of yourself as an exercise physiologist and you think of this concept of, of human performance, um, what, what are some of the key elements uh, of human performance that you think an exercise physiologist is uniquely positioned to help an individual improve? Again, if, if we assume that, that human performance is more than just endurance, what are for you, Tom, what are the other aspects of, of human performance that again, that an exercise physiologist is uniquely positioned to help an individual in, to enhance or improve? Yeah. Oh, I think, um, I think, I think a lot of it has to do with structure um, and how and how to progress and what to do if there's if there's um, if there's an obstacle or if you have an injury. How do you how do you progress from there? How do you um, you know how do you how do you go back to basics? You know, not not make an injury uh, uh, you know um, worse um, and and how to best meet your goals. Um, like, but in the, um, in the, um, safest, I, 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 you know, way, um, but also, but also in a way that maximizes, um, um, like performance, there's, there's, there are plenty, there, there are plenty of, there are plenty of programs out there online. They're, 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 they're very general. Um, I, I, I truly believe that, and if we and if we are are basing our our exercise prescription our exercise programming uh based based on the individual um it's it isn't it isn't a you know apply apply to all um type of aspect there are there are parts of it that do i think that we know how to do that the best because we we can end up with, uh, uh, like individualize that for everybody so if we, uh, but if we, if we boil it down to, um, yeah. uh, to some sort of common components of, sure. of human yeah. performance, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm interested to get your, your, your take on them. Yeah. Uh, because I, 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 you know, you know, through, through, through sitting in on conversations, uh, with, uh, with clients that, yeah. that, that we, that we, we talk about some of these other aspects of human performance outside of just the, you know, the endurance training or, or sure. the, the strength training sure, yeah. I mean, outside yeah. of just the physical component. Yep. Um, yep, I know what you're saying. Yep. We, yeah. I mean, we, 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 we talk about nutrition as being an important aspect yeah. or element of human performance. Um, uh, we, we talk about sleep and restorative yeah. sleep as an important yeah. part of, of human performance and then mindset, um, mindset work and mindset training also being an important component yeah. of, of human performance. Clearly there's the physical aspect of human performance, yep. but as exercise physiologists, that's the most obvious thing that we do, right? Develop yep. exercise yep. programs. That's what, that's what we would be known for. That would be, 
that would be assumed as our bread and butter. But but again, I think I think I think we are uniquely positioned um, to um, uh, uh, to 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 incorporate these other important aspects of human performance because yeah. Um, yeah. we 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 do know quite a bit about uh, performance nutrition. We can we can become more knowledgeable about about sleep and restorative sleep, and of course, you know, mindset is something that applies across all sectors, not just, not just exercise science. So let's talk a little bit about, about those, those three common, those three common uh, determinants of human performance, nutrition, sleep, and mindset. I want to get your take on them. We'll start with, with, uh, with nutrition. Um, so having the opportunity again to, to sit in on, uh, on, on these uh, one-on-one client calls the last uh, year and a half or so, um, what are, what are you starting to pick up in terms of, um, uh, important nutrition considerations. What are, what, what, what are, what are you beginning to understand, um, that, uh, that's important about nutrition and about discussing nutrition, uh, with, uh, with, with, with the folks that hire us? Um, I think, I think that properly fueling and properly hydrating is, is, is really, really, really big. Um, what, um, um, can you just give me uh, like one second, actually, please, Chris? I'll be right back. Um, so I think I think that hydration is is a is a is a major is a major part of of how we can uh, perform. Yeah, and Tom, um, let me let me just stop you for a second there because sure. Um, so how would how would it, how would an athlete know that they are adequately hydrated? Uh, well, the, uh, the, like the classic, uh, the class, uh, the, uh, the classic, um, thought about it is, you know, like is like eight cups of water a day for everybody. Um, I don't, I don't, that is, that is not the right way to go about it. Um, one, one way that I, I that I learned and I've, and I've learned uh, like from you, like, but also, uh, uh, you know, research as well is, is, um, is, is the color of your, uh, uh, uh you know, urine. So you know, you don't, you don't want it to be, you don't want it to be yellow. You don't want it to be clear. You want it to be somewhere in between. Um, hydration all depends on, on, on your activity level. It all depends on, on humidity, the intensity of exercise, your sweat rate. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, that I like duration. I like duration of exercise. There's, there's a lot, there's a, there's, there's, there's a lot of things that, that like that in, uh, like your hydration, um, like your hydration status. Um, and I think we, we can definitely help out with that. I'm, um, um, you know, I, 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 I think that, you know, like that, that, that really isn't, um, I don't, I, I don't think hydration is, is like, is up there, like is up there on the list for like a lot of athletes. I just think, you know, like you drink some water here and there, um, and you're good to go. However, you can open up a whole, like a whole nother level of, um, of uh performance if you if you hydrate correctly mm. um I like correctly sorry um uh fueling wise uh like nutrition i think it, that's 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 the that's that's a huge that's a huge percentage of of how of of how we perform um as as an endurance athlete as as a you know as as a strength athlete athlete that's that's a that's a big part of it and that all depends on on the individual as well um i think you know i've i've 
you know, I've had, you know, I've had um, acquaintances where, you know, they've, they've trained for a, like a marathon or, or, or like a 10 K and it's just, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's just, Oh, like I, like, I didn't even think about um, like the fueling aspect of it. Maybe, maybe that's why, um, um, you know, I, um, you know, I crap out at uh, like mile uh, like 10 or like mile like 11 is because I'm not like, I'm not taking in like enough calories um, or, uh, like, or the opposite. Um, you know, I'm, I'm taking in too many calories um, or, or too much fluid or too little fluid. I think that's, that's what we can help out with. That's what we can, we can help individualize for the athlete. Yeah. And we, you know, we use, we use performance nutrition a couple of different ways. I mean, we, we use performance nutrition to, um, uh, to, to support the athletes training. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and, and, and with, with respect to making sure that the, that the athletes are, uh, are nourished enough that they are able to execute their, uh, their expected activity pattern without, Um, without being significantly compromised. Um, and, and in, you know, in, in, in some cases that means that the athlete is, um, maybe intentionally or unintentionally under consuming calories, uh, and, uh, it perhaps in, in an effort to optimize body composition, uh, in other words, in an effort to lose body weight, they are, they are intentionally or, or unintentionally under consuming calories. And of course that has, that has potentially has negative effects with respect to performance. If you're under consuming calories, um, we also use performance nutrition to, to aid, uh, and facilitate recovery from activity. Yeah. Um, so, um, so there, there's a, there, there's an, there's an aspect to, um, to, uh, nutrition prescription uh, around, uh, certain activities, nutrition prescription, specifically with respect to, um, you know, that, that combination of, um, of, of carbohydrates and and proteins in the, in the post-activity period that not only, uh, accelerates the, uh, the replenishment of, of glycogen, that stored form of carbohydrate, um, but also begins to, uh, facilitate the recovery of skeletal muscle as well. So, so, so performance nutrition can extend, it, it, it can certainly extend beyond uh, the within activity. And we talk about, I mean, you talk about fueling within an activity. Uh, you know, what are we eating and drinking within a long endurance activity? But, 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 the, but, that, but that high performance nutrition can also extend to and apply to uh, the decisions that we're making nutritionally day in and day out. Yep. Um, Tom, w- 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 when it comes to, when it comes to raising awareness uh, from the athlete's perspective about nutrition, um, do you think do you think there's any utility or benefit to food logging uh, for for an athlete that that that's needing or wanting to get their arms around um, uh, what they're consuming, when they're consuming, uh, uh, when they're consuming it? Um, I I do. I think um, you know if if. If, you know, I think you need to think about, um, you know, what the app, uh, what the athlete is trying to accomplish, uh, performance wise, like, like, but also, you know, how can, um, how can they consume in a way that they're trying to meet their goals, you know, for, uh, uh, body composition as well. Right. So the, you know, if, if, 
um, you know, if somebody is is trying um, is is trying to lose weight, right? You, um, you know, the like the general, um, you know, the general, um, uh, the you know, like like the general thing to do is is to be in about a uh, like five hundred uh, um, kcal uh, deficit per day. If you do that for um, you know. Um, uh, that whole week, you know, you can lose up to one pound or um, like something like that, uh, uh, like of weight. I think, I think we need to do that in a way that, that, that is, that is, um, that, that is keeping the, the athlete healthy too. Um, you know, there's, there's, I think a lot of people probably struggle with, uh, like balancing, uh, balancing that. Um, I think that, you know, we can help, um, you know, um, with with their uh, like performance goals, like but also their uh, uh, you know weight goals as well, like but in a way that that doesn't uh, doesn't put them at at uh, at uh, you know on risk like for uh, like for injury or uh, uh, like malnutrition as well. I mean, there's like there's huge implications of that too. So we 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 need to find a balance, and I think that that um like that as EPs, um, you know, we're we like we're pretty good at that. Um, you know, with, with, with having sensitivity around, around eating disorders, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and understanding that, um, that they're, um, you know, that they're not uncommon and they're particularly not uncommon uh, yeah. in, in the realm of, of endurance sports. Um, do you think it's appropriate for, uh, for, uh, for, for coaches, for exercise physiologists like us, um, to, uh, to ask about those things, um, uh, to ask about the history. Um, if there's a history of those things, particularly, uh, when an athlete, uh, is approaching us, uh, uh, about, um, you know, optimizing body composition about, about losing body weight or, or, or body fat. Do you, do you think, do you think that's, that's important history for us to know? Yeah, I think, I think we need to take it all in. Um, once, once again, we're, we're, um, you know, you need, like, like you need to have, you know, in, in terms of, of bringing it back, like to clinical, to like the clinical aspect of it, it's, it's good to have a, like at least a general, uh, medical history, uh, like, so of the, um, of, of the client too. Um, there could be things that they could be struggling with that, um, that, that you don't really, uh, know about. And, and if you find out why they're struggling, um, I think that, um, that you can help, that you can help, um, you can help with that aspect. So I think that just, that just, um, that just, that just brings it all around. Um, and, you know, I, I need to have like as much information as you can. I think, I think a lot of the time, um, you know, a lot of, like a lot of, um, uh, like a lot of, a lot of people who are coaches, I think don't, you know, there's, there's, there's like, yeah, we're trying to get people to their, uh, you know, uh, physical goals as well. However, there's, you know, uh, you know, uh, mental health, uh, eating disorders play, play a huge role in, in performance and also in their everyday lives that, and I think that we, we need to be more, um, um, you know, um, like sensitive, um, about because it's, it's, it's becoming, uh, more of, 
and uh, like more of an issue as as um, as as time goes on. And I and I also think that there's there's a lot more resources out there that uh, that we can use like to help like to help these athletes out too. And I think you know our our background in the clinical setting um, is 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 one in which we're used to having more information than less, you know, we're, yes. we're, we're, we're particularly in the, in the, in the outpatient cardiac and pulmonary rehab world. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're, we're used to having access to the patient's entire medical record. Uh, yep. and as, as clinical exercise physiologists, it's important for us to understand the entirety of the, of the, of yep. the medical record, even if we are not necessarily experts in, uh, in mental health or, or in yes, some, sure. some yep. other aspect clinical aspect of what the patient's dealing with. Yep. Um, it, it, it's, uh, those are always important considerations. And so I, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's part of my intake process. I, I ask folks to, you know, to, to, uh, um, you know, to elaborate on, on, on important and pertinent medical history, things that we yep. would, we would want to know. Um, sometimes those things are shared initially. Um, yep. uh, sometimes, sometimes those things are, are discovered later. Yeah. Um, as, as, as we help an athlete work through a challenge. Well, a, another aspect of human performance, I think is, is sleep, uh, particularly restorative sleep. Uh, I know you like me are, uh, are a, uh, user of the whoop technology. Yes. You have, yeah. a, you have a whoop band. I've been using a whoop band for uh, the last few years. For those who are unfamiliar, the whoop band is a, uh, it's a fairly recent technology. I believe it's a Boston based company. It is. Um, it is a. It's it's a it's a wearable um, accelerometer um, yep. that uh, has the has the ability and functionality to be able to track activity. Yes. Um, and there are there are uh, then um, algorithms to uh, describe the individual's um, you know, fitness and stress and. Um, and, and there's also a, uh, the, the device also has the ability if you wear it, um, 24 hours, or if you wear it just to bed, like I wear it, the device has the ability to, uh, collect sleep data, uh, yes. actually fairly sophisticated sleep data for what it is. Again, it's a, it's a device that's worn, uh, either about the wrist or about the upper arm. I wear mine, yes. uh, about my wrist. Um, but it, it, it collects, um, what I find is and feel is, uh, incredibly valuable, incredibly valuable, uh, and insightful, uh, uh, sleep data, um, uh, including, um, uh, different stages of sleep and the amount of time spent in the different stages of sleep, yeah. uh, light sleep, uh, deep sleep, otherwise known as slow wave sleep, REM yep. sleep. Um, those would be the, um, the sleep cycles. And then, and then it also keeps track of, uh, of periods of being awake. Additionally, the 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 whoop 4.0 um will uh will also in the overnight period uh if you tell the device that you've gone to bed it'll track uh heart rate variability resting heart rate respiratory rate yeah uh yeah. skin temperature and uh and spo2 or oxygen saturation let's talk yeah. a little bit about that because um you now have your own personal experience uh yep. with the with the whoop band so let me ask you, let me ask you first about your personal experience with it. And then I want to get your take on, uh, professionally about, uh, about the potential benefits, uh, of using the whoop band for, uh, for endurance athletes or, 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 or any athletes start with your, uh, your, your, your personal experience with the whoop band. 
Yeah. So, so um, what I what I want to touch on is 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 um, you know the different types of sleep. There's 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 um, like there's light sleep. There is um, there's uh, REM sleep, uh, uh, rapid eye movement. Um, it's it's what helps out with your uh, mental uh, your uh, mental and uh, physical uh, like performance. Um, and and um and and there's also and there's also uh uh deep sleep or or slow wave which is is like muscle uh like repair i think i think what i've gained from um the uh, the whoop it's it's you know a lot of people are are saying you know what you know it's um it's spitting out like a whole bunch of data like but what does that actually mean um and i think and i think a lot of people just I, you know, once again, need to understand why. I think it's taught me, um, you know, I mean, like to be honest, um, I I think it's it taught me how Im, Im, um, important like your sleep, uh, like your sleep is, um, or uh, or like example, uh, a quality of sleep um, is 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 huge. It isn't about duration of sleep; it's about the quality of sleep. So, we're what we're trying to do is we're trying to have um, you know like a little bit less than half or greater like than half of the percentage of um of duration of our sleep um we we want that to be quality sleep um it's you know you could be sleeping eight hours uh like but you know is it is it quality sleep it's it's honestly it's it's probably taught me to um you know i used to like i used to have um you know a a drink um or two not 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 every day but you know like a few times a week um on on a day of training and i think and i think that that affected my quality of sleep uh definitely i would have i, I would have low, i would have less quality sleep if i um if you know if i were like to have any alcoholic beverages if i were to uh deviate from my sleep schedule if um if i were like to eat you know i i i eat like a late night snack um on days that that i that I um, that I stick to my sleep schedule on days that, that I do that, that I do not drink alcohol on on days that I'm that I'm that I'm that I'm like I'm actively um, focusing uh, like on what I eat. My sleep quality is is it's it's amazing, and I and I definitely feel that um, when I uh, 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 you know wake up in the morning. Um, in terms of in terms of 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 uh, like heart rate um you know variability and in terms of 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 uh, like stress levels and th things like that i think that that's like it's helpful like but honestly i i wanted i i wanted to purchase the uh, uh you know whoop uh, mo uh more so for the uh, like recovery aspect of it i think uh like a lot of people they they overlook recovery um and i think that's that's what leads that's what leads to injuries uh too um you know a lot of a lot of people like can overtrain and i think we we need to take a step back because i think that recovery is is actually um uh like as important if not more important than our our um our our physical uh, um um like performance mm, yeah oh, i would i would totally agree with that um <laughs> like, i mean yeah. you know i i i i I used sleep as a surrogate for recovery but yeah but, yeah yeah, yeah. But, yes. uh, and so so Getting restorative sleep is one aspect of recovery. Obviously, there's a there's a nutritional component to recovery. There's also a logistic component to recovery, as yes. as as 
as exercise physiologists, you know, the way we build training plans, yeah. you know, we, we, we build rest and recovery into a plan. So, yep. so re re recovery is an incredibly important component of human performance. I, I specifically narrowed it and focused it uh, on, on, on sleep here in this discussion, but I, I think you're, in, you're entirely correct. You know, heart rate variability, um, you know, with, with, with respect to, to overreaching or overtraining, yeah. um, I, I think heart rate variability can, can, can give the athlete a, a really important window and glimpse into, uh, whether or not they're getting into that danger zone. Right. Because yes. oftentimes, um, you know, metabolically, um, uh, we can be insufficiently recovered and not feel that. When we're exactly. insufficiently recovered from a, a muscular from a muscular standpoint, from a soft tissue standpoint, we feel that incomplete recovery because that yep. in, incomplete recovery feels like fatigue, or that that incomplete recovery feels like residual muscle soreness. So so we can we can feel when we are incompletely when we're incompletely recovered uh, yep. from a soft tissue standpoint. We can't always feel. In fact, we we don't typically feel um, the, uh, incomplete, uh, um, uh, bioenergetic recovery or metabolic recovery. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's where heart rate variability can be helpful because yes. what we can see as, 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 as people who track this data consistently, um, is if, um, is if from a bioenergetic standpoint, um, uh, from a, you know, from a cardiorespiratory standpoint, from a, uh, from a, you know, a neuromuscular standpoint, if we are, if we are insufficiently recovered, we're going to begin to see our heart rate variability begin to drop, exactly. right? begin to yep. begin to drop below what our typical baseline is. And that may be a pretty good indication. I mean, it's not necessarily always related to, yep. to, to this incomplete recovery, but it can be a, it can be a, an insightful look uh, and, and window into that. But I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think, I, I think, I think the whoop band has a tremendous amount of, of utility, um, uh, and, uh, and value, uh, for, for anyone, particularly for, for an athlete, um, uh, to be used to track sleep quality. Now, yeah. interestingly enough, a lot of the GPS enabled devices now, the, the new devices from Koros and Garmin and even Sunto, um, you know, if the individual wears their GPS device to bed, um, it, it will also collect sleep data. I don't think the sleep data uh, is as complete, and I don't think yeah. the reporting platform uh, is as rich as uh, as what Coros, uh, excuse me, as, is as uh, what Whoop is doing. Yeah, uh, I, yes. I still feel like Whoop, Whoop is the leader there. Um, <clears throat> All right, and then uh, you know the, the 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 last component of, of human performance uh, I want to I want to touch on is uh, is mindset. Uh, now now to to be fair, there may there certainly are other aspects of of human performance uh, outside of the ones that we just talked about: nutrition, recovery, and and mindset. But but those are three pretty important ones that again I think I think exercise physiologists like ourselves are uniquely positioned uh, to help an athlete work on. Tom, what have you, what, 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 what are some takeaways, uh, that, that, uh, that, 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 that you've, uh, gained, uh, over the last year and a half listening to athletes, uh, and listening to, uh, to my conversation, uh, with athletes about mindset? Yeah, I, I think, um, I think, I think once again, I think that this, this part of human performance is overlooked, um, a lot, a lot of the, of the time, I think, um, we, 
there's there's a whole there's a whole other level of 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 um of capability that we can unlock if we have the right mindset um or uh or um or example um you know you you know you have um there there's a few exercises um that uh that you i uh you know use um on on like an off day so so i i can even on 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 a like an active uh um um like recovery uh day as well so you know it could be it could it could be like an easy like an easy run right so active recovery but don't just uh like don't just uh, like uh, don't don't just don't just uh, you know run like like you know like focus on 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 you on your body um, on on what you're doing on how you're breathing on on your pace everything like that. Um, I also think um, I think I think on off days I think that what's been the most beneficial to me is 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 um, is uh, picturing my uh, my. Myself uh, in a race, or or on or, or on a tough uh, like a tough ascent, uh, like or something like that, and just um, staying in in the moment. I think I think what we do is I think that you know a lot of people we we have a race, and I think that that um, that that a lot of people's uh, mindset is okay. I'm gonna I'm I'm going to begin the race, and I'm and I'm gonna finish it. I don't know how I'm gonna do that in between. However, um, this is this is you know this is this is what I'm gonna do. I think what's helped me is breaking down the like the race into into um, into um, segments. Um, you know, let's say let's say like there's uh, like two climbs. So so um, you're gonna break up the race into into uh, into four um, uh, you know segments, right? So the uh, like first ascent, the first uh, descent, the second ascent, and the second uh, descent. I think when you when you when you break it down like that. Um, you're only focusing on the present, and I think that, that was that was pretty tough for me to change my mindset. But uh, like, but it but it makes sense. It's 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 there's there's no need like to stress about what's what's going to be happening, you know, in like in two miles. Just focus on the mile that you're on, or on or on the half a mile that you're on, on the on the quarter of a mile, uh, uh, like ascent. We we um, I think that. Like as EPs, I think like that I I have a lot I have a lot to learn in that aspect, uh, but I think it's already it's already helped me in the few months like that I've been working with you. Well, I think that look, I I, I think mindset work is a lifelong journey. Yeah. Yes, you know? yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, I mean, I, I I would equate it to um, you know, to the martial arts, right? That there's there's always another belt to strive for, right? That, you know, every, yeah, yeah. every master has a master. Um, you know, you, 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 you never, you never actually reach the end or the pinnacle. Uh, there's, there's, there's always additional room for improvement specifically, yes. no. specifically with respect to, to mindset work. And what, you know, what I have found interesting is that um, so often I get comments from clients that, you know that the that the mindset work that we have done around their sport uh, trickles over into their work life and their personal life. Absolutely. And yeah. and uh, and 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 while that was well, that was not the intention initially. Yep. <laughs> the yeah. Intention initially was <laughs> yeah. just to use this mindset work to help the yep. individual elevate their athletic performance. They find that um, that this, this same mindset work helps to elevate performance 
in other aspects of their life too, which is one of these uh, sort of um, nice and unexpected fringe benefits of of, of what we do. Yeah, uh, and and I mean, you 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 sort of alluded to to mindset work right at the very beginning. You know, when when you when you were talking about you know helping individuals, you know, believe that they were capable of a of accomplishing something that maybe they, 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 they never imagined themselves to be able to do. Yeah. And a big, and, 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 and there's a big part of that uh, in our work as well, you know, for, you know, for someone, for instance, who's attempting their first hundred miler, yeah. who has never, who, who hasn't run uh, or trained longer than, you know, 50 K in a, in a training cycle. Um, you, you know, that, those the rest those other 70 miles are complete unknown right and and so how do you how do you help how do you how do you convince someone that they're capable of doing something that they've only actually ever accomplished a third of um yeah. i mean that's that's almost entirely mindset work um and so i really feel like as exercise physiologists and and more specifically in, in, in this aspect and an element of exercise science, um, you know, helping people to accomplish the seemingly impossible um, yeah. by breaking it down into a uh, into a series or process of possible steps, things that that they can do that we don't focus on what we we don't focus on what we don't know. Uh, or, or what we haven't experienced, we 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 stay we stay present yes. and we stay yeah. engaged in in the in the process, uh, in 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 working through the little things, right? That that um, when when done consistently over time, uh, those little things end up adding up to to a really big difference. Tom, let's let's finish with this. Sure. Um, let's. Um, Let's take a question from the audience. Okay. Okay. Um, while you and I were were talking, um, sure. very coincidentally, uh, who do I get a text message from? Oh, God. But Katie Doyle. Oh, boy. All right. So, somehow, yeah, somehow she, <laughs> her ears, uh, right? Her ears must have been itching. Uh, she knew that she knew that we were talking about her somehow. Katie just has a, has a, <laughs> Has a has a sixth sense about these things. Anyway, so I get a random text message from from Katie Doyle about something totally unrelated to what we're talking about. And while and while you and I are having this conversation, I'm also at the same time trying to respond to her text messages to let her know that I'm doing a podcast with you. So I said to her, I said, "Do you have any questions for Tom?" And of, and of course she does. So let's finish. Let's finish with a, a, a question from the audience. More specifically, let's let's finish with a question from Katie Doyle. Okay? Sure. Uh, who, as we had talked about before, uh, we both had the good fortune uh, to be able to to work with. Katie is a very very dear friend. Very um, good fortune. Yeah. Yes. Very very good fortune. And actually, Katie's Katie's question uh, is is applicable to this part of the conversation because her question. Um, is a is a ends up being a challenge that you and I um, uh, 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 deal with often in, yeah. in in the conversations that we have with our uh, well 
not only with our with our coaching clients, but also um, uh, as exercise physiologists in other aspects of what we do. Katie's question is this. Um, uh, she says, um, how how is uh, balancing family work and racing? It's a great it's a that's a <laughs> I'm I'm glad that that I was I was. I was trying to find a time like, like like to bring this up, um, you know, because I think it's applicable to uh, like to like uh, to all uh, uh, like to all parents who are are it's are are struggling to you know they they have they have they you know they want to be like the best dad or the best mom, but they also want to be the best uh, the uh, like best athlete that they can be. I I honestly my my honest answer is is um, when when you are are a parent there are there are there are two things i think that number one you have to um you have to lower uh lower your expectations and i don't and i don't mean that in 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 a bad way i mean that like you have to be you know like you have to be real um with with uh with with yourself too i I put my children in my family first every time. However, I, I have to have that at time to myself as well. Um, and I think, and I think that if I have that time to myself, I think that that will, um, that will, uh, uh, like affect my, uh, like relationship with, uh, uh, with my family. I try to be, I try to be active uh, like around the kids. Um, and, and I try, you know, I, I, even if it's crazy and I'm, and I'm trying to do exercise like around the kids and there's toys everywhere and they're, um, and they're jumping all over me there, there have been times where, um, you know, I'm using, I'm using, uh, like resistance bands or, or like, or something like that. And, um, and the boys, you know, they want to, they want to do like what I'm doing. I, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have that growing up. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't have that, that type of, of, um, you know, like role model to, to like create a, a, um, uh, like, a um, you know, uh, like, uh, like putting exercise, um, you know, like on, on the list, you know what I mean? Um, and I don't, and I don't, and I don't mean that in a bad way. However, um, that's, that's a huge part, um, of, uh, of, uh, my life. I think that trying to incorporate, um, you know, as, 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 as much exercise, as much, uh, like as much active time, um, with, with your kids, eventually they're, they're going to be doing it with you and they're going to be, and they're going to be asking questions and, um, and they're going to, and they're going to want to do that, um, with you. I, I, one of my, one of my goals is to, um, you know, is to have, um, you know, is to have the boys like doing a, like a trail race out with me or to, or like to do, you know, like to do like an obstacle course or like something like that. I, I want them to be as active as, as, as they can be. And I think, um, we, we need to teach them that yes, there, there are a lot of things happening in life that, that, that may seem more, um, important at the time. However, we, we need to prioritize our health too. And, um, uh, balancing it, it's tough. I, I, you know, I, I want to do, you know, I, 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 want to do um you know i want to do all these all these um like trail races and uh and uh and uh and uh, like mountain races like i want to do i want to do as much as i can however i you know like i want to be around the boys uh like in my wife as well um but if if you do it around them they're they're gonna want to do it with you and i think that's that's what i'm trying to do 
I'm trying to do uh, like once again, like I'm trying to do like uh, like as much as I can with them, whether it be you know taking them in in the jogging shoulder uh, with me, or 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 um, 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 you know doing doing like a workout in the living room, and even if they only do a few exercises, that's 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 completely fine by me. But if they but if they're actively if they you know if um, if they see me doing it, um, and and it has and it has happened, they they want to do it too. Um, we, we, we are what we, uh, what were parents are. There's, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's, um, there's, there's a lot of research out there that, um, you know, uh, nurture versus, uh, uh, like, uh, like nature there's, 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 you know, like it's up, like it's up in the air. Like, like, however, like, I think that, you know, we, we need to be role models for our, our children. It ain't, it ain't easy. Um, we just got to try to be as active as we can. Um, you know, you once told me that like the less that you do, the less that you're, that you're going to be able to do. Um, the more that you do, the more that you're going to be able to do. We need to, you know, we need to prioritize our health. Um, you know, and, and, you know, and the kids like in a family, they're going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to have that mindset too. If, if, if they're in that environment. So a long answer. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, no, but, it, it, it's a, yeah. no, it's 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 great perspective from uh, from a from a young parent. So I, I have a slightly different way to say very much the same thing that you're saying. Sure, uh, I say it in a little bit different way. So I, sure. so first of all, I, I I think the I think the 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 balanced life is a myth that yeah. that. That truly, that truly absolute balance doesn't even exist in nature. Um, so, so I think that's the first thing is that, is that the, 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 the idea of a balanced life is, is a myth. Nothing is ever truly in balance. I think, I think folks who describe living a, uh, a fulfilled life yeah. describe a life in which they have a, a deep connection to their family, to their friends, uh, and to their own physical, mental, uh, spiritual health. Um, and, 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 and so, and so it's, it's then becomes less about balancing those three things because we can, we can never truly be in balance, you know, for, for, for us to live a fulfilled life, there are times in which, uh, one of those three important components of our life, our family, our friends, or our own health, yeah. um, requires much more of our focus and attention. Yep. Yep. Um, um, but even in, in those periods of time in which, let's say, there are times in our life in which our family um, really requires much more of our attention, yep. folks who, who still uh, describe living a fulfilled life um, are able to stay in contact with their friends and their own health needs. Yes. Um, that, that they don't exclusively throw all of their energy and attention into just one of those three areas. Yeah. Although at times the majority of their focus and energy and attention goes into the, one of those three areas, they still stay connected to the other two. Yeah. Right? Um, so then it's less about, it's less about balance. In fact, it's got nothing to do with balance and it has more to do in my opinion with harmonizing. How do we harmonize um, the three things that are the most important to us, our family, our friends, and our own health needs. Now, interestingly enough, and you should note, I didn't mention work there 
Now, Katie yeah. mentioned work, but okay. I, I exclude work because for the most part, not that our, not that our occupations and our jobs aren't fulfilling, but when all is said and done, people are going to talk about your you as a family person, you as a friend, uh, and, and what you did to foster your own physical, mental, uh, and, and, and spiritual and emotional health. They're not, they're, 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 they're not going to read your curriculum vitae at your, exactly. you know, when, when all said and done for you, right. Yeah. That, so it, 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 it truly living a fulfilled life has less to do about work and much, much more to do with family, friends, and your own, and your own health and well-being. So, so I, I think then the trick is to acknowledge that there are, will be periods of time in which your focus and energy and attention needs to be principally yeah. dedicated to one of those three areas. Yeah. That you always still remain in contact with the other two so that you can be, you can be a father uh, and a husband uh, during a period of, of your life, this period of your life in which you have a young family, in which your young family requires a lot of your focus and energy and attention, but yeah. that you can still stay in contact with your friends. For instance, as an example, through racing, you don't have to race every weekend, but if you race a couple of mountain races a year, um, uh, it, it, that's just one aspect of your friends. Obviously, yeah. you yeah, have yeah, friends yeah. beyond the active community. I'm just using she mentioned racing. I, yeah. I would equate in this case racing with a with a community uh, or a network of friends, and then and then and then at least for us who are active, um, uh, uh, you know, by our 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 activity patterns, our activity programs help to nurture our physical, mental, spiritual, emotional well being. Yeah. Um, so it is it is possible to harmonize those three things, but we have to. I think we have to accept that balance is a myth, that we will yeah. never truly be in balance. If we are to live a fulfilled life, we have to be connected to those three areas in one way, shape, or form, and, ex and accept and, and acknowledge that there may be periods in our life in which um, our focus and attention gets drawn preferentially in one of those three areas over the other, that when it all is said and done, we, we, we work to live, we don't live to work. Yeah, yeah. Tommy, I really, I really appreciate you sharing, sharing your story. Thanks. Thanks so much for being on the show. That's a great way to end. And um, to, to, I, I just want to end with, um, with a quote um, that, that, that has, that has, that has been um, uh, lately, you know, ever since I became, I, you know, I, I became a dad and I, I, you know, I, I become not, you know, I'm, I'm still extremely active. I race, um, you know, I'm like, I exercise. However, um, a lot of people struggle, um, with, with the fact of, of exercising in general. I don't, I don't want that to be on the top of your list. However, I want to leave you with this and I don't know whose quote this is, but it's, um, uh, exercise, um, is, um, exercise is not a punishment for what you eat. It, it's, it's a, it's, um, it's, it's a celebration of what your, of what your body can do. And, and, and this is, this is the only body that, um, that, that we have, um, we need to, we need to take advantage of that. So, um, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on. This was, this was great to like, to have, uh, have a talk with you, like to, um, talk about like old memories. Um, and I hope, I hope everybody, 
tunes in. Um, it, um, it's a great, um, it's a great podcast. So um, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. And I'm, um, and I'm humbled to be on here. So thank you. How ironic that our colleague and dear friend Katie Doyle randomly texted me while we were taping the show. Boy, we all shared some laughs together back in the day. And that beer and bacon story, 100% true. You know, during every safety meeting or agenda item from that point forward, one of us would whisper beer and bacon in a not so subtle effort to crack the other two up. Once again, you've been listening to the Eat Half Walk Double podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please circle back to the homepage and click the follow or subscribe button to stay up to date with all the new content. And of course, if you really enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with your friends. I'll be posting some supporting media on my threads and X accounts uh, and the show's Facebook page at Eat Half Walk Double. So make sure to check it out. And lastly, remember, the secret to living well and longer is to eat half, walk double, laugh triple, and love without measure. Until next time.